Happy International Workers' Day, comrades. Hey, it's International Hell Workers' yeah. Day. I'm leaving that in. Life is like a bicycle. <laughs> keep your balance. You must keep moving. Like, no shit, Einstein. I don't think you can really stop that. I didn't realize it was May 1st. Yeah. yeah. Usually comes after after April 30th. I can never remember whether <laughs> April has 30 or 31 days. Yeah, I it's a mystery. had the same problem this morning. When you said no shit, Einstein, I thought it was like a no shit Sherlock thing, and then I scrolled down I know, and I was I like, loved oh it. fuck, that's actually, that yeah, that's actually Albert Einstein. <laughs> Beyonce voice. <laughs> Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are we, vim, or it's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. You can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones, I guess. Elon Musk owns it now. I don't know. I barely use it anyway. Come to Tumblr. Yeah, it's time no. For- Wait, no, don't do that. You'll get spoiled for all the fun plot twists. That's true. <laughs> Wyatt can't join the Desticule yet. You just can't follow any super- supernatural blogs. Block the tag. Yeah. I tried to join Tumblr like in 2014 and found it too confusing and ran away. It's very different now, but it's okay. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so today we're doing 417, It's a Terrible Life, and 418, The Monster at the End of This Book, Doozies stacked oh yeah Uh and content warnings for this episode are as follows content warnings for this episode include suicide homophobia a brief mention of trans misogyny incest and questionable consent if you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag you can reach us through our ask box on tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com also if you have questions you want to uh ask us or or nice things to say to us you can do that at those destinations also yeah, we have a nice thing. This feels like a time we to do. say it, right? We have a nice thing in the inbox right now from Beautiful Glider. Hello, Beautiful Glider. Thank you for following us. It says, hey, gang, just wanted to write in to say that your podcast is a highlight of my week right now. Smiley face. I watched all 15 seasons of Supernatural over the course of eight months last year. Bestie, you're crazy. Except for 15 <laughs> uh-huh. x 20, which I'm pretending doesn't exist. And now I'm having a blast rewatching along with y'all and listening to your fascinating analysis and insights. P.S. Congrats to Wyatt Reed grad school. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank they you. still haven't. I sent my fucking transcripts in a month ago and it still says outstanding and I don't know what's going on and I'm probably going to have to call them in if they that doesn't update another week. It said give it three weeks. So I did, but they still haven't updated and it's been four. So I don't know what's up. Nasty. That's my that's my brief real life problems rant. Yeah, I have to upload a picture to the yearbook, because that's what I'm up to. That's what I'm going to be doing when we end this call. Um, that reminds me, i got to book my grad photos. See? So, Supernatural. Supernatural. Okay, everyone, uh, buckle in. This one's a doozy. Uh, here's episode 17, It's a Terrible Life, written by Sarah Gamble and directed by James L. Conway. We open on someone turning off the alarm and making coffee, and it's Dean. He's wearing suspenders. He's in a big apartment. He doesn't want to listen to classic rock. He's a director of sales and marketing in a fancy office building. What's going on? He's fruity as hell. 
We get a montage of his day. He eats a salad. He's in general he very uses out of rice character. Milk. He uses he rice, milk. rice milk. He has an espresso machine. Yeah. What? We'll talk about the many details. He's on a juice more cleanse. Specific. He's on a juice cleanse. I did. I do think I actually mentioned that later. It might just be in my regular notes. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot for an opening. Uh, big like, kind of mystery spot vibes of like what's going on here. But even mystery spot like takes a little while to get going. This one just throws you in. Um. Did uh did the genie episode do that? I don't remember. I don't think so. No. 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 This is the, this is the first like big old like what the fuck is happening episode in terms of like there's not even a cold open. Anyway, uh at the end of the day, he ends up in the elevator next to Dear Sammy who is wearing like a um like grunt worker like yellow shirt uniform with the company Polo. logo on it. Yeah. Uh neither of them recognize each other, but Sam thinks he seems familiar. Um, like I said, Sam's a grunt worker in this office. He does tech support. He says his last name is Wesson, uh, which is Smith. Their, their names are Smith and Wesson, yep. which is a terrible it's fucking cute. joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has a conversation with his, uh, rather interesting coworker, Ian, and they go for coffee. Uh, Sam has been having weird dreams, which turn out to be the events of our show. And he's been telling them to Ian, who thinks they're very funny. Um, Dean's also in them because of course he is. When they meet in the elevator again, Sam asks him about supernatural stuff, but he has no idea what Sam's talking about, and is like, you're a weirdo, dude. The next day, Sam's thinking about vampires, and Ian gets called to the HR. He just Googles vampires. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> him, handshake, the... Bella Swan. <laughs> handshake, <laughs> yeah. Buffy. Uh, Ian gets called to uh, HR, and their coworker Paul's computer freaks out, and he loses all of his work. He stays up until night trying to fix it, big mood, and when he fails, he lets out a weird misty breath and then emotionally goes into the lunchroom and kills himself with the microwave. It's rough. It is. Dean takes this pretty bad, uh, looks Paul up, and sees that he was two weeks to retirement. Retirement? Imagine. Anyway, Ian's pretty freaked in a weird, out-of-character way after going to HR. Previously, he'd been wearing, like, flannel and graphic tees, but now he's got the yellow uniform shirt on. Uh, he's called up to talk to Dean, where apparently he made a filing mistake, and he has a pretty intense reaction to his failure. Uh, he runs to the bathroom, and a lot of things happen. We see that weird misty breath thing that happens again, uh, and then the taps and soap dispensers turn on, and then Ian stabs himself in the neck with a pencil. Uh, Dean, freaking out, uh, sees a ghostly old man in a reflection. Ian's dead, and things go more or less back to normal, but later Dean calls Sam up to his office and asks him who he is. Sam says he's not sure he knows. We learn here Sam and Dean both started working here three weeks ago. Dean wants to ask him about the weird reflection he saw. Sam thinks it's a ghost. They both start getting Winchester-y again. Detective Sammy looked into Ian and Paul's email accounts. Both of them were told to go to room 1444, which is not the HR room, which you think they would have been confused about at the time, but it doesn't matter. I uh, think like it's reasonable that they would... Be, they If you got an email that was like, hey, meet HR in this room, you wouldn't be like, true. but HR is in a different room. Maybe it's a ghost that's trying true. to kill I me. I mean, when I wa if I were to walk into... If HR told me to walk into a weird, like dusty old like storage room, I would definitely think that they were about to murder me. Yeah, I've seen Doctor Who. No, you know what, though? Hold on a second. I think if I walked into a room and there was nobody there, I'd just be like, oh, no, did I get the room wrong? Am I late? Yeah, that's true. I have chronic, am I late, or is am I in the That's wrong place, fair. or is everyone else late problem? So if that every happened, time... I would just be like, I guess they're going to show up later and sit down. At the start of every semester, I'm like, is this the right room? Is this the right mm -hmm. room, right? Looking around at other people? Or is this yeah. this class? Like, if HR told me the wrong room, I would fair maybe enough. call the office once I got there. I've been convinced. Um, 
Anyway, you guys would both uh, die in a supernatural episode. <laughs> it's true. Just appeal to you could kill me in an enough. office setting so easily. <laughs> it's true. Okay, Dean and Sam both really want to go check out uh, this room. It's very cute. Uh, so they do, but first we see a different guy go in there, and it's a spooky dark stars room. The door locks behind him, and all the old computers and TV screens turn on and start shaking, which is when the boys show up. Uh, Sam kicks the door down, and they find this guy uh, under a shelf that has collapsed on him. Uh, but then the ghost from the reflection attacks and flings them around, but Dean finds an iron wrench and uses it to banish the ghost, and they save the guy. They go back to Dean's apartment to debrief and are both baffled by their fighting skills. Sam is feeling weird about his life, like he shouldn't be here. Dean calls him Sammy. It's cute. They look into this ghost together and watch a Ghost Racers video. The Ghost Racers are back uh -huh. to learn how to beat ghosts. Uh, the video is very good. We'll talk about it. Uh, the ghost is apparently the founder of their company, Mr. Sandover. He was a workaholic and is for sure possessing this building. This has happened before, too, during the Great Depression. And oh, hey, the show is actually acknowledging the financial crisis uh -huh. uh, because this is the second time it's happening. It only happens during times of great financial woes. Um, also, room 1444 was his office, of course. Also, the ghost face has referenced the Winchester, so we know this takes place in the real world. Um, Mr. Sandover was cremated, so they go back to room 1444 and look for his remains, but Sam gets nabbed by a security guard. While they're in the elevator, the ghost attacks and stops the elevator, and they have to force the doors open and climbs out. And climb out. Uh, Dean learns about a bridge Sandover built, and the security guard gets cut in half by the elevator, spraying Sam with blood. It's sick as hell and very gnarly. It is gnarly um, as hell. We cut past Sam getting out of the elevator, and the two of them meet up at a historical display for the bridge in the office building and find Sandover's gloves. Uh, Sam is covered in blood this whole time, by the way. Uh, they smash open the display case to burn them, and then Sandover shows up and starts flinging them around like ghosts do. They attack him with salt and iron and start to get their groove back, but he's very strong. He's about to kill Dean when Sam burns the gloves and saves him. They decompress afterwards and talk about wanting to fight more ghosts, quit their jobs, hit the road... Sam wants to. He thinks they've been brainwashed. Dean wants to stay here. We'll talk about this. Sam investigated his life, and it's all fake. Sadly, Sam fails at convincing him, and they go back to their ordinary fake lives until Sam has a mental breakdown and destroys his phone. Dean, meanwhile, is offered a raise by the CEO and a potential future, uh, like, raise. Um, Dean refuses. Promotion. promotion. That's the... Thank you. Promotion is the word I was looking for. Um... Dean refuses, realizes he has something else he needs to do, and the CEO reveals that he's Zachariah, Castiel's superior, and this whole thing was a test. He gives Dean his memory back, and apparently this whole thing was an attempt to discover that Dean is always a hunter. It's in his blood, which I have complicated feelings about. Destiny yeah. is real, mm -hmm. I guess. End of episode. Uh, the, the, the Destiny is real vibes are uh, strong in both of these episodes. We're probably going to talk a lot about determinism today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which determinism and this is a really good things, stack, but... just because like they line up so yeah, nicely. Yeah, they do. Um, do we want to so, yeah, start with uh... a review or a chronological? Uh, let's let's just let's just go. Let's just go. Let's talk about. Okay, this. I love let's... this cold open. It's so it's funny. really good. Dean has little desk toys. He takes diet tips. Yeah, he's on a cleanse. He's got a one. He of listens to NPR. Things in his office. His hair is all slicked back, which is uh -huh. his his. Yeah. This is a different Dean look. He got rid of all the carbs in his He's in his Okay, house. I need to find the post that has this. So I'm going to stick it in the refs channel. The, um, the I need to po find the post that has this, but the outfit that he's so wearing funny. is literally a Ken doll outfit. That's very um, funny. Uh, yeah. It's, it's bonkers to me, because Sam is, like, exactly the same. Sam is, like, yeah. not a different person at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
Here is Dean. I found the image. That is literally what he's wearing. He's wearing the Kenzal career outfit. Oh my god. Oh my god, he literally is. Fuck. Um so the only conclusion we can draw is that like if Dean hadn't been raised in hypermasculine hunting brainwashy stuff, he'd be having rice milk lattes and and maybe like Asian salads for lunch. Okay, it's... see, maybe. It's so because... weird. <laughs> Like it's I well I mean okay. it's a dean who is raised differently at least yes yeah. which like that that like he's still forcing like specific like like um a juice cleanse is not a healthy lifestyle even though it's no. portrayed as one so like he's still you know it, within his very rigid set of self um like he's still imposing order in like unhealthy ways it's just different ways. He's still mentally ill, just in different ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> just manifests in different ways. Well, and like, you know, a, a person is only who they are because of what the world makes them into. Like, Dean mm-hmm. raised in a different environment is going to be a different person. Fruitier, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's I have several cool. notes on the fruitiness of Dean. He watches Project Runway. Yeah. Like, enthusiastically. Yeah. He loves Project Runway. <laughs> I, I have decided that it's the ghost facers effect that the American flag on his desk is not a pride flag. <laughs> so true. I was going to say something about the American flag just because, like, he's still in this, like, patriotic... I don't know, it doesn't fit with, like, the libertarianism because he's working so completely within the system in this universe, but, like, something about how, like, oh, it's still important to him to be American. I don't know. Um, I don't like the flag on his desk, but I also don't like this version of Dean very much. Um... Sorry, I'm like, just sitting here thinking about... He eats about... salad. Like, we get a close-up of him eating salad, which, like, he keeps microaggressing Sam about. Like, what... It's it's good because, like, it's so not Dean, which is the point. And Sarah Gamble loves to make fun of Dean and loves to make fun of gay people. So it's funny to make Dean look like a gay person. But it's... It's so weird. It's bizarre. Sorry, I'm just sitting here thinking about when we talked about the ghost facers effect, we talk about it, talked about it in terms of, like, allowing for reads into subtext and potential, like, uh, unreliable narrator-esque situations, and now Ash is just using it to make up that there's a pride flag here. No, you don't understand. That's what they do. No, that's exactly what it is. There is a pride flag on his desk, but whoever's telling the story doesn't want us to see that it's a pride flag, so it isn't one. Like, there's nothing to say that we're not right about that. But the, the story is the, the, but the story is the story is Everybody the story. Everybody start talking at once. <laughs> the ghost facers effect means I can say whatever I want and you can't tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean you're right, but I can argue with you. Uh and Yeah, but I you can't can prove yourself. You and Twitter will back me up. <laughs> <laughs> Why it is over party. <laughs> I mean, I I'm trying to, is, like, I'm trying to analyze what's here. If I like to start making things up, yeah, I can't no, do it's that true. anymore. We can't like make up whatever show we want because then we wouldn't be watching the show. Like if I that's say, fair. oh, I think Dean is actually an accountant, like that's simply a different show. Accountant AU. <laughs> Don't send me accountant which, which AUs, I say, won't read them. I think the fact that he has an American flag on his desk is significant in the way that he is meant to like be the like all-american businessman you know like he's Uh working at a it's a it's a it's i guess it's a construction company it's like a bridge building company but this is it's like like iron big fancy yeah like office uh like this is the this is the pencil pusher role that like Mm -hmm. quote-unquote 
like regular men in America are attempted or not attempted are like um pushed toward like reaching, you know, like yeah. Office like worker he's, life he's bumped is up from the his, most common thing. He, I mean, monster hunting isn't really a blue collar job, but it's coded as one. It, yeah, all the way to like this literally white collar job. Um, yeah, he's. I think it's also significant that when they're in their normal uniforms as monster hunters, they don't have American flags. Um, besides that weird, what was it, uh, Arkansas flag in John's bunker, which yeah. we never explained. Uh, but we don't. We don't really get actual like Americana iconography in them yeah the now. boys have never really expressed a particularly particular like specific love of america in that way yeah it's just it's you know it's just like where they live who happen to be yeah. in america which is which is like kind of libertarian but like a, an aspect of libertarianism i don't mind i guess because countries are fake yeah like to this point in the show we haven't had any plot lines that revolve around specifically america it just happens that everything happens in America. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. reason this couldn't have taken place somewhere else yet. Well, and also, ironically, it takes place in Canada, <laughs> which is to say it's all filmed in Canada and is full of Canadian actors. Yeah. Um. Sorry, going uh, back to the, the uh, what's it called? The thing that comes before. Cold open? No. Before the cold open. Oh, the, uh, the, the recap. The, the recap? Yeah. Yeah, the recap is really funny because it's literally Cass going, we have work for you, and then a montage of Dean getting fucking the shit beat out of him. Yeah. <laughs> His work so is to be a gorgeous little meow meow covered in blood. That's so. true. Also, he listens to NPR. Oh, by the way, I forgot I to mention. That. Yeah, he listens to NPR. <laughs> this entire uh, cold open is uh, has uh, a well-respected man by the kinks playing over it, which is good. There's yeah. a bit where... Dean turns on like hard rock on the radio and the song like comes to a dead stop and he thinks about it for a second then turns it back off and uh, the kinks like starts back up again. It's good. It's a good song also. Yeah. Um, there's there's one line where it um, I don't want to say the line because it has a slur in it even though it's not using it as the slur. It's talking about cigarettes. Um, but you know the line. It says he likes them the best. Uh, which mm. is just funny because of the whole gay coding scene. It's also like a crazy choice. Uh, yeah, Miss mm-hmm. Gamble, I would like to study you. <laughs> Her Dean girlism is so fucked up. Like what? It's, Sam it's is incredible. like in this in Sarah Gamble episodes. Like Sam is there. Sam is doing his thing, but like it's I a mean, Dean episode. I thought the Sam stuff. We literally was don't really even good. see Sam's reaction to the revelation that he was right about this whole thing. We don't even see him get his memories That's back. True. Nothing. That's this is true. a Dean That's episode. True. Which, you know, I think we should have seen Sam more in this episode, especially at the end. I think it was a little bit rushed as an ending. Like, we get five minutes of Zechariah in the whole episode. That's true. You're um, right. I think the pacing was a little bit off for that, but it's fine. Um, speaking of Sam, when we first have Dean and Sam meet in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gay on gay crime. It's... It's so weird because Sam says something about how, like, oh, you look really familiar. And Dean says, save it for the health club, pal. Dean yeah. gets hit on by men at the health club? I, I Like, what What other explanation for that line is there? Hit me. I don't know. It's so, it's so insane. It, is a, it, is a, it sure is a line. It's a crazy line. My notes Sorry, for that just say, he's I, not hitting on you, Dean. I've been trying to, I wish I could, I wish I could zoom and enhance 
because there's a trophy on Dean's like back desk, like filing cabinet thing where like his printer is. And I think it's a golf trophy. Oh yeah, no, Dean absolutely golfs. I <laughs> think is, he has a golf trophy. Oh yeah, he has a little golf. He has a little putting thing in the corner yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a golf. Yeah. And I think he's there's golf trophies in his apartment. Too. I want to know like. I want to know, like, how much the angels, like, did they have, like, a meeting to figure out what, like, fake Dean's <laughs> life was? Like, how deep of a backstory did they give him? Like, where'd all this, where'd all these props come from? Yet another reason why... Where did this, this apartment come episode? from? Yeah. No, I feel like they just, like, took some guy and sent him to, like, the Bahamas Yeah, like, did, did Dean replace someone Dean... else's life? Yeah. Like, is the way Dean acted, like, did they literally, like, copy someone else's psychology and imprint it over Dean's? Like, is this a pre-existing person that, like, Dean is emulating? I don't know. I think they were, like, I think they, like, they pulled Cass up and they were, like, okay, Castiel, you know Dean better than most anyone. You've literally put him back together, Adam, by Adam. What's the most opposite of Dean that we can Imagine get? if Dean were not a hunter and he worked in an office job. Now I need And Cass to... was, like, I think he would be gay? Yes! <laughs> we need you to make a diorama of his apartment and his office space so that we can prepare Aww, for this little, little thing. arts and crafts angel. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah. this is the sort of gay subtext I'm here to read into. <laughs> <laughs> Cass is just lying on his bed, kicking his little feet, going, I think Dean would have trophies. So many trophies. <laughs> I think Dean would wear a Ken doll outfit. I think Dean would be so good at golfing. <laughs> God, yeah, the fact that he's just, I'm just imagining, like, the angel prop department, like, going out and, like, looking for things, and one of them picks up this candle, and like, oh, he found his outfit. Perfect. I just like imagining angels being, like, goofy little fuckers. He will watch Project Runway with me, and we will meal (laughs) prep together. Okay, now I need this AU. And he would get rice milk because I am lactose intolerant. So true. (laughs) I guess it wouldn't be Cass who's lactose intolerant. That's because he's Jewish. Pounds my gavel. Uh, um, <laughs> by the way, a thing I thought was funny is um, uh, this is the the building where Sandover is supposed to be is the Marine Building in um, downtown Vancouver, which is a pretty uh, a pretty recognizable old building in terms of its like style. Um, it's very cool, like Art Deco design. It's been around since the '30s. Uh, and I literally just walked past it with my friend on Thursday when I went down to Vancouver huh. or went up to Vancouver to go to the comic shop. And uh, I was like, oh, hey, it's that building. That's fun. You're like, hey, I know that guy. I also think <laughs> if we remember like way back, you don't remember that like fancy um, uh, like nightclub uh, that I was like, oh, this is a hotel. Like they turned the um, they turned the first floor of this hotel into a nightclub and like changed the sign. I forget what episode that is. I think that was, was that the, the siren? I think no, I think it was the one where the vampire was preying on women. Oh. The the Gordon one. Um I think it was that one. Was that Bloodlust? Bloodlust, yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was that one. Anyway, yeah. I walked by that hotel also. I I like turned to my friend and was like, "Hey, this is supernatural." I bet more <laughs> loved that. Hey, I was trying I you know, uh, it's fine. We talked about more. Yeah, I was I was walking around with a friend more who uh did the very good uh, like horrible horse clown drawing, if you remember oh. that. Um, <laughs> show more. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was fun. Um. So back to the episode. I like mm-hmm. that Sam is a little tech boy. 
Yeah. I think it's a cute career for him. I think it's very yeah. funny how all his advice is just turned it off and on again. Yeah. That works every time. It's a good joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They stole it from the IT crowd, but that's fine. <laughs> it happens like three times in this episode. It's good. It's so cute. Um, I like how our introduction to Ian is like, oh, I would hit that milf. Ian's great. Milf. Yeah, oh, G yeah. milf. It's like there's a milf inside there, Sam. I just know it. Maybe a gum milf. It's so. Oh right, good. he says gum milf. Right, I wrote, I wrote so, G milf in my. So good. Yeah. It's funny. He's a lot. I hoped he would be around more, but instead he dies, and it's sad. I think we should He's... have a tally for how many times Supernatural says the word milf because it's happened like at least twice now. Yeah. Like I and said, it's gonna happen again the and then again. Representation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Supernatural should say milf more actually. So true. Ian steals office supplies when they go to so get lunch together or a coffee break together. Uh huh. This truly is like when Ian's like when they talk to Paul. Ian's like, "We get paid by the hour. What are you doing working?" Yeah. Like, that's literally <laughs> what it's like to work in an office environment where you get paid by the hour. You literally, yeah, do, a... like do one thing and sit around for yeah. ten minutes. There's a bit where I think it's when Sam is trying to convince Dean that like they're not supposed to be here. Sam was like, I was, I know I'm supposed to be doing more than sitting in a cubicle. And he's like, I think that's how everyone in a cubicle feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam tells him about his dreams and Ian's like, classic. How much d d did you play when you were a kid? So he calls, he calls him Harry. Him wizard. He, him, he didn't he even say Potter. anything about wizards. Yeah. Sam didn't even like mention wizards. It's so good though. I mean, who else would save a uh, Grim Reaper named Tessa from demons, but a wizard. Mm. Mm. You make a, a, a. I think I think Sam is actually a warlock though. Because his powers come from a yeah demon. Yeah, that's fair. Sam is a warlock who thinks he's a cleric. Yep. True. Um. Anyway, Sam asked Dean about ghosts. Yes. Ghosts, vampires. Been having some weird dreams lately. Sorry, it's, I'm yeah, not going to do the Kingdom Hearts reference. Um, I don't know. Wait, wait before that, actually, Sam says, can I ask you a question? And Dean says, I'm not into the and gets interrupted. That <sighs> yeah. is not a denial of being gay. He didn't say I'm not into guys or like, even if he just he said I'm the. not into it would be. Cool. He, might, he, he says the into what? He the? might have been going the uh, whole gay thing. He might have, but it doesn't read that way. This I am curious. I am curious what he would have said. <laughs> Remember, Dean has to crawl through the gay guy in order <laughs> to get to out of get Sarah Gamble's head. Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, I don't know if we're past nine minutes into the episode, but over uh, someone's shoulder, I don't know, there's like a sign that's pointing somewhere, I guess, but it's cut off, so it just says Omen. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, like the women's bathroom. Oh. Um, also, uh... Sorry, I also just had a note. Sam has a little Dracula bobblehead. He's got a stim while he works. Uh, New York yeah. and Sammy wins again. Also, so we cool. keep seeing Sam from the side in this episode, and because he's only wearing one layer, it is suddenly apparent what a giant person Jared Padalecki is. He's so is. big. He's, he's so big. He's extremely wide. Yes. That's like, oh my boy. god, wait, arms. Uh-huh. Torso. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is around where he looks up vampire. He just goes on to search the web and Google's vampires and clicks on Well, he on was making doodles. He's looking for art references. Yes, no, I know. And his he, the show keeps going back and forth on whether or not Sam is a good artist. We've talked yeah, about this before. I remember being like home. Yeah, he did uh, the he bad drawing. Yeah. No, no. In in home he did that tree perfect free oh, right, sketch right. from his good from tree. memory. And then here he's drawing like really cool epic faces, but in 
It was the one where was, he was pretending was to be like one? a police sketch. I know, oh, yeah, it was the, the fairy, fairy tale. tale. I just can't no, remember the was, title. That was the trickster. Dream a little dream of me? No. No. Bedtime stories. Bedtime stories. Yeah. So the, in that yeah. one, he did like this terrible little uh, Stick man drawing. suspect sketch. Maybe yeah. he just needs a lot of time. Maybe he, I don't know. I don't know. There's no, there's no reason for I was going to say maybe it's just that people are hard for him, but he's drawing faces he's drawing, here, so yeah. it's not even that. <sighs> Artist Sammy, I love you. It's okay. Listen, some days you wake up and it's just not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Paul microwaves himself. Do we have any notes before that? Um, my, my note is that, uh, I just realized, uh, why I like Ian, um, and it's because he feels like, uh, bargain bin Fran Krantz. You're gonna have to tell us who that is. Uh, Fran, Fran Krantz is the, Ash, you would know him as the stoner in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, of course, yes. No, you're literally so right, actually, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian and Ash are hooking, Ian and Ash Supernatural are hooking up in, over in the Great Bong in Heaven. So true. Yeah. Ian, Ash, and um, Andy, Adam, Andy, whatever. Not Adam. <laughs> Adam's not here yet. <laughs> Soon. No, Adam's somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, they're all having having three ways and sharing a bong. Um. Anyway, yeah, this uh, guy kills himself with a microwave. Yeah, uh, so, a new microwave. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah I love that's the way. The funny part. This it like pans up, yeah. and this, there's like a sign on the cabinet above the microwave that says like, "Don't microwave fish here. It stinks." It stinks. Uh, it's good. And then you hear it's a little, little office squish. touch, good set dressing, and then horrible sound effects, and then like ding on the cut to black. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's good. It's really funny. The next, the next day, like Dean is talking to this coworker who I have a very fun couple of actor facts for later. By the way, just to just to <laughs> to keep you waiting. Um, I'm so excited. And uh, he's like, "I'm never eating popcorn again." It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the only line this guy gets, which is. Yeah, this is the only time we see him. Um, before the death scene, which is just a thing that Ian says. Uh, when we this is where we learn that Ian also gets called to report to HR, uh, and he goes, "I hope they spank me." <laughs> it's like, dude, you're such a weirdo. <laughs> he is so, He's so weird. creep. He's a weirdo. What the hell is he doing here? <laughs> Do yeah, what's he doing in this office job? How did he, That's how weird. Did he, how did he, he get this fit job? In and he doesn't want to fit in. <laughs> I will pick a bit and cling to it. <laughs> Uh, um, um, well, during the scene, Dean says, hey, guy, which is weird. Like, Ian starts freaking out, and he goes, hey, guy. Instead yeah, of like saying he his name, say, he says yeah. his name in, like, ten seconds after that, so he knew it. It's just weird. Dean, our Dean would have said dude, but this Dean yeah. doesn't say dude. He says guy. Um, so this is good, like, office work horror. His, like extremely over-the-top fear, the, like, intensity with which he's staring at his screen. He's like, no, it affected profits. How could I do that? I failed Sandover. I failed the company. This ghost frightens me. I, like, it's, it's, a uh, it's rough. I don't like, I would not want to be haunted by a horrible CEO that makes me be a workaholic. Yeah. And also kill myself, This is I an guess. anti-capitalist episode. It's true. It is. Yeah, it's about like the misery. It's called It's a Terrible Life. It's about the misery and venality of modern day like office labor. Yeah. What's the the Ursula K. Le Guin quote? The banality of evil. Oh. Which is like the opposite of this. This is the evil of the banal. It's 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 the banality of evil and the terrible boredom of pain is the is the line. Yeah. Terrible pain of boredom more like from uh from Amalas. <laughs> um, yeah. My note 
my first note in the bathroom scene is that when the soap starts squirting out, it's the flubby custard machine. That's exactly what I oh said. Shut God. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is like, you know, no. that, that, that like uh, liquid soap dispenser soap is like it's, very yeah. gross in large quantities. It is tubby custard. I was like, not the processed chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, it's cool. I like it when ghosts turn all the taps on. It's like this slow crawl of like goop across the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love some goop. It's like a stand-in for ectoplasm, but uh-huh. made out of the office. It's very funny. Um. I thought the I felt the first like twenty minutes of this episode was um pretty effective. Like, horror, at least in terms of, like, what it was building up for. Like, the office, um, or not the office, the bathroom scene is pretty good in terms of, like, drama and intensity. But that immediately tapers off in the second half of, like, oh, the boys are in Monster Hunter mode. It's not scary anymore because we know they're just going to get rid of the ghost. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, just hammering it really my, down my point in. They start in. hunting it, yeah. Yeah, this, this, Especially because, like, a... then we have, like, the little pseudo montage of, like, cutting back and forth between the Ghost Facers video, telling us what yeah. we already know, and yeah. then figuring out how to do it. And it's like, we could skip. Like, we can't yeah, skip but because I we like need to see, see how the they react facers. to learning it. And I like yeah. the Ghost Facers. I like that scene. It feels like that's where the slack of this episode is. Yeah, that's fair. My, my, I'm just continuing to make the point of this has not, is not, and has never been a horror show. Yeah. So true. Um, I love how there's two suicides in the office and they don't even like send everybody home for like a long weekend or anything. They're like, yeah, we haven't cleaned up the blood in the men's bathroom. We're just going to put like a wet floor sign. Yeah. Yeah. Back to work. Don't use the microwave in the, in the break room. (laughs) Uh, if you need to, if you need to microwave your food, there's another break room, two floors up. Um, just ask Deb before you go in there. Yeah, it's it's wild. I love it. I think it's Zachariah's fault. I think Zachariah's like, what? it doesn't matter. People die all the time. Get back to yeah, work. Yeah, he is literally. Did he did he possess the CEO of this place? Like, is that do we think that's no, the CEO? No, because the point is he... at the end we, see, we he says that like there was just a case here that he dropped them into. Right. Without their memories. So, like, I don't but, think he created the case. He just, like, found a ghost. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Not, not Mr. Sandover. I mean, the guy who oh, he is the in the body CEO. of. I wonder I if that is the CEO of the company that he, like, stole the body of. But I, that but he shows back be. up in this. He, he is important. So, yeah, he shows back he up as this, this body. Yeah. I mean, we'll learn more about vessels as we go. So, it's, we'll, we'll yeah. in the next Continue couple of episodes, talking. we have a vessel episode. It's quite <laughs> likely that he just like used his like insane, like extremely powerful angel powers to like replace the CEO of this company. But I don't know, just a just a wonder. It feels appropriate to for him to have uh, become a CEO, considering his whole vibe. Oh yeah, no, so true. I think either way, it works. I also just find the idea of an angel having to run a company for three weeks extremely funny. <laughs> Listen, Maybe man, they I just already like run a battalion full of warrior <laughs> angels. How much more difficult uh-huh. could an iron company be? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Emma, what? I was going to say, maybe he just, like, took a backseat in the guy's brain and was like, you do all the paperwork, and I will take yeah. over when someone starts to say something they shouldn't. <laughs> quite, quite, quite possibly. That would be, imagine being that guy, like... Really? You're gonna, like, you're not even gonna, like, pay me for this? You're inhabiting my body and you're still making me do work? Living in this bitch's head run free! I fucking unionize! <laughs> unionize with who? Strike. I'd so go on back. strike! 
You want you want this facade to keep going, Mr. Angel bitch? You gotta learn how to work work a fucking Excel sheet. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, what do we want to hit next here? Um, uh, I like that Dean apparently keeps spare clothes in his office because he he got like bloodied when Ian yeah. killed himself, and so now he's changing into a fresh shirt. It's good. Very like high high Mr. Uh, performance appearance. Like uh, sleeping in the office, etc. Uh huh. Yeah, and like he's always Sometimes prepared because you, you can't look you ugly yeah. at work. Right. Yeah, so true. Like, what if he spills his salad dressing? Exactly. <laughs> I love how when he's eating his lunch, he flips his tie over his shoulder. He's so cute. Yeah, yeah. King, you could just take the tie off. You know how hard it is. To it's tie so one of those no, things? no, he's no, a little no, baby girl no and he's tired. Ties are so easy to tie. Shut the fuck up. I was butch in high school. <laughs> you guys are just cowards. I hate tying ties. I also have terrible manual dexterity. I don't think Dean has the muscle memory to tie ties, so he's he's frustrated by how difficult it is for him. I'm bad with knots. He, like, he can't wears admit a CIA it. suit. That's true. Those are clip-ons. That's I true. Those are, yeah, those are clip-ons. <laughs> I'm with Emma. Fair enough. Um. Anyway, yeah, Dean Smith is like, I don't know why I never got the hang of tying a tie. This is so embarrassing. Let me just never take it off, so no one finds out. I can't redo it. <laughs> Um, Sam gets called up to Dean's office here. Or no, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, yeah. Dean calls him up to his office. And like, this is where we get the, the master cleanse. Yeah. And yeah. detoxes you like nobody's, like nobody's business. business. And it's like this jar of cloudy liquid. Yeah. It's like, there's a, what, what, what is it? Lemon, turmeric, and maple syrup. According to that guy on the phone. Yeah. Or no, cayenne. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Dean called that guy my man. I think that's his boyfriend. Yeah. So true. <laughs> Maybe just a sedentary lifestyle. I know man. better. He does say yeah. I haven't been to the gym in ages here, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he had a bad experience at the health club and has never gone back, and that's why he, <laughs> it's okay. He saw his ex over the yeah. um, pull-up machine, and he was like, "Oh shit." He got gym intimidation because he saw his ex like. Which, like, also, a lot. he's not, the, like, we've seen Dean shirtless, he's not. Like, does he think he is? Like, is this partly why, like, they he took over someone else's psychology? Like, is the, is the quote-unquote real person here, like, it does have, like, a uh, spare tire? I don't know. Is this a Matrix or 4 situation? Or eating disorder, Dean, true thing. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, we can see his abs. We, we know that if you could see someone's abs... It's, uh, they have to, like, be dehydrated. Yeah. Um, anyway. This is where Sam says, what if there's something not natural? You had one job. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's okay. We do get a supernatural drop in the next episode. We do. Oh, do we? I forgot yeah. about that. Do we? I think maybe. You're right. Hmm. <laughs> you're um. such an asshole. <laughs> anyway, it's very, like I said in my synopsis, it's very cute when they're like, should we go check this out now? And Sam's like, right now? And Dean's like, no, no, it's getting late. And there's a pause, and Sam's like, I'm dying to check this out right now. And Dean goes, right? And then They're off very they go. Cute. It's super They're very cute. cute. This is, oh. I just need to say also, the way they, like, work together and become friends in this episode, separate from, like, them knowing that they're brothers, and the fact that they are closer in this episode than they are in the next episode because they've forgotten about all the shit between them is so sad. It's so yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. Like this felt like a like a season one or two episode in terms of like the rhythm that they like gain with each other. 
And then they're back to like keeping secrets and like splitting up from each other and not trusting each other next episode. And that's it's it's sad. Yeah. I miss I miss my boys being buddies. Smith and Wesson don't know about the demon blood or the lying or yeah. the yeah. deals or the hell. Um, Wait, does that mean they erased the handprint? Did Zechariah like make up over like did he did he put like cover up concealer on the hand like his arm <laughs> like or was Dean Smith just like put, damn uh, what was that what are those things in Doctor Who called god damn it the like clothing veil thing not veil what's the word I, I'm looking do, for? I have no damn idea it. the thing they the, like, put on keys around their necks to hide from the master oh I guess the thing that keeps people from noticing the TARDIS I can't remember yeah. what it's called but that's what Zachariah did to the handprint I am not on my A game today, you guys. I'm not gonna lie. I can't remember shit for fuck. Perception filter. There we go. God. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. This is why I'm in a podcast with three other Whovians. Three other? Yeah. Who's the, who's three. the third other? Three. Three. Craig. Who's the other? Oh, Craig. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> who's Craig's favorite doctor? Four, probably. Okay. <laughs> I also think it's really cute that Sam is a hacker. Yeah. Sam is a Little hacker. tech boy hacked into people's emails. He's like, I happen to use some skills I possess. Satisfy my curiosity. He's like, I didn't break the law. I'm just a little guy. I'm just a little guy. You wouldn't call the cops on a little guy like me, would you? <laughs> I don't think Sam gets to have little guy energy, though. Not when we have so much of it next episode. Um, there's a, when, when they're talking, um, about Sam being like, uh, when, when Sam's like, it feels like we've done this before. Um, so actually, sorry. Did you, do you have any notes about this ghost fight? Cause I didn't, it's just like, they fight a ghost. Here. I think at some point Dean goes, whoa. And Sam makes like a face like, huh? Yeah. They, they're like surprised cute. by their, um, by their, their own abilities, abilities which they talk about like, in whoa. the next scene. Yeah. That was so cool. when you killed that ghost. I mean, not killed, fought off that ghost. Yeah. They're very excited. They're so cute. They're having their little magical adventure at age just 20, whatever. Dean is 30 now. Yeah, I was about to ask. God, I wish that was me, though. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, this scene where they're decompressing. Um, like, how'd you know the ghosts are scared of wrenches? Which is funny. Uh, Dean, Dean starts becoming more like Dean here. He starts making movie reference again. He's like, that yeah. was very gently. What are you, a blackfell or something? Uh, and Sam's like, it feels like we've done this before. And Dean goes, what do you mean before? Like, Shirley MacLaine before? Uh, which is a reference to uh, Shirley MacLaine, the actress, like, was was a strong believer in, like, past lives and stuff. But, like, mm. what a pull. Like, that's a very Dean line. It was an extremely <laughs> Dean line. That's where Shirley I wrote MacLaine. in my notes, too. Yeah. Also, Dean has gotten rid of all the carbs in the house, including the beer. Yeah. Yeah. No uh, beer. Um, And then Sam says. To get rid of all the carbs. Sam says, I don't like my job, I don't like this town, I don't like my clothes, I don't like my last name. It feels like I should be doing something else. There's just something in my blood. Yeah, it's Demon Blood, buddy. Uh, yeah. Like I was destined for something different. And Dean says, I don't believe in destiny. I do believe in dealing with what's right in front of us, though. Which, like, it's these still themes them. it's are going to come up again and have come uh -huh. up before. Yeah. Uh -huh. Consistent we also just talked about this, even though like, you change all the, like, outfits yeah. of them, is really good. We also just talked about this last episode of um, Sam being like, we're special, like we're the regular rules don't apply to us. And Dean's like, no, we're just regular people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just some guys, Sam. We're just some guys, Sam. Um, I also like this scene for trans readings of Sam. 
where he's like, no, I don't like anything about how I present right now. Valid. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say at this point, like, common trans readings of Sam take him as trans femme, um, or take them as trans femme, which is, like, complicated, because why would you choose a cis man to be your trans feminine headcanon when there are so many female characters? I mean, mm-hmm. not so many at this point, but there will be more female characters, and, like, it's uncomfortable for some people to see, like, the way that fandom treats trans feminine people in headcanons. Um, so, like, yeah, trans femme Sam, trans whatever Sam is good, um, but, like, if that's your only trans femme headcanon, like, maybe take a step back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, trans femme Rowena. So true. Trans femme Eileen. Yeah. All of my favorite characters are trans. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, Dean says, we do what I do best, Sammy, research. Dean got uh-huh. research boyified. Uh-huh. It's cute. And this is where Sam points out that he called him Sammy. Yeah. And he says, don't, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, Sam continues to not like being called that. Anyway, it's ghost play. It's ghost facers time. Ghost facers. Ghost, ghost facers. And Dean says, these guys are genius. Check it out. Yeah, it's really funny. And, like, they start off with their usual stumbling, like, yeah. overcorrection. And Ed gives the Harry, like, this look. <laughs> The ghost facers it's do really not know good. how to They're edit. Really Get on Wyatt's level, ghost facers. <laughs> they don't believe in Listen, editing video is a lot harder than editing audio. Uh they use like a weird, like big old timey font. Like it's like a um I don't know, like a like a nineteen sixties ad, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's fully what my um uh like cultural uh reference point should be i'm not fully sure if that's right but it, it reminds, reminds me of, of like fuck you baltimore um, it does remind me of that um it, it also reminds me specifically of um some of the ads in bioshock which is why i think i'm pulling on like that era like 50s 60s i don't know it's it's yeah the big bubbly font um the video is very like lo-fi also which contributes to that I like the uh, the set dressing for the ghost facers like background area here. The the creators of the show continue to love the ghost facers and give them lots and lots of like detail. Uh, you can see in the background hung up is uh, Maggie's workbench, touch and die, which is great. Shout outs to Maggie. <laughs> love yes. you, Maggie. Uh, but yeah, this is also where we learn that the ghost facers have uh, started doing the rock salt shotgun technique. Uh, despite the yeah. fact that they hate the Winchesters. Yeah, suckage major. <laughs> They're so it's good. So I love them so much. Nozzles. But you know I what? In fairness, they did give the Winchesters credit. So I don't know when we're going to slot it in to like, the regular like episode recording situation, but I'm very excited to get to the Ghost Facers show whenever we do that. So true. Yeah. Um, and then there's a funny, like, where we, where do we get a gun? <laughs> it seems like gun store. And he's like, isn't there a waiting period? Yeah. Like these guys knowing nothing about guns. Uh, <laughs> also uh, they're like, you got to yeah. dig up the body. And Ed goes, it's illegal in some states. And Harry goes, all states. And Ed goes, possibly all states. <laughs> they it's don't know how to fact check themselves. It's, it's cute. <laughs> um, then they talk about how you have to burn the remains, uh, Genetic material, which I feel vindicated about, although this is the ghost facer, so they could be wrong. Um, mm. But I said at some point that, like, it has to do with DNA. Um, so, like, you why did say hair? that. I remember that. Um, and then 
Ace points it out that, like, if it's about, like, a flake of skin, then no body should be burnable because we leave bits of DNA everywhere we go. Like, shed hair, drop skin cells, like, all over the place. But I think, it, like, it's not literally a scientific level. It's, it's you know, metaphysical. So it's, like, an emotional connection to the item yeah. or the body. Which I think was my, like, argument there of, like, it makes sense if it's yeah, a significant it's thing for the ghost to, like, attach itself to. Which is why it being the gloves here, like, is very good to me. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, not just has his skin in it, but, like, it was his. Yeah. As opposed to, like, his office chair that probably has his hair in it. Ew. I just enjoy like fiction about like significant objects becoming um like imbued. Uh, imbued, that's the word. Yeah, imbued with meaning over time. Yeah. Um Yeah, let's see. Yeah, this is where they go they go back to the thing and the guard shows up and get <laughs> Sam fails his sneak roll. Um <laughs> and then dies in an extremely gnarly way. Yeah, this is um, another of the scenes that I can't watch because it's telegraphed too, obviously. Um, yeah. Basically, if someone's about to, like, die in a bloody way and I can tell it's going to happen, which I pretty much always can because I've seen most, of, I've seen all these episodes so far, um, I will look away until I hear the squish. I just love how he's, like, struggling to get out of the elevator and Sam's not even, like, helping. Yeah. So like, he was like, like, this is not my problem. Feet. Like, you could have saved this guy's life. No, Maybe he got out of the elevator just fine. He turned around to help yeah. Sam out, and he goes, I don't have the rest oh, of my life here, and gets the... squished. That's true. That's true. Never mind. It was his own hubris. It's the bit, yeah. It's it was. He mistake. was trying to help Sam. I don't think that's his fault. Yeah. Well, well he was Sam also trying to... Go. He was also trying to get Sam out so he could, like, arrest him. Yeah. Okay, true. A-cab. But, uh... Yeah, we see, we see his, like, horrible, like, the, the like, um prosthetic like mannequin they fill with blood it's like squished by the door his like legs kick around and flail as he dies it's it's good it's like very um uh like unnecessary in the way that like deaths like this occur in like schlocky horror fiction of like oh yeah you got to see someone die horribly if you're if you're coming we know what you're here for um (laughs) i don't know i know what you sickos want yeah exactly it's true. I was very sickos. <laughs> oh, right. Also, sorry, just a Ghostfacers thing. Harry says, fight well, young lions. Love you, Harry. It's so good. I love him. Um, But yeah, Sam, Sam shows up back with Dean, who's like, whoa, that's a lot of blood. Sam's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. And after that, after the guy dies, Dean comes over the, the phone and is like, hey, are you okay? And Sam goes... I'll call you back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Sammy just being a little guy moments. Yeah, this is the first time each of them have seen something, somebody die in their memories. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, just fresh trauma. Yeehaw. Then they fight the ghost. It's, you know, they fight a ghost. We've seen this a hundred times, basically. I think it's very funny how most of the time the ghost just, like, waits there politely for them to turn around and hit it. Yeah, it's not the most well-choreographed fight scene. I have no notes yeah. here. Except for, I guess, um, you know, Dean's usually the one that rescues Sam, and Sam rescues Dean here. Uh, yeah. Nothing more than that, but that's a nice, I guess, twist of how things normally go. Also, it's weird that these gloves burn so quickly. Yeah. He goes up in really smoke, matter. like, as soon as they catch fire. Yeah. All, um, the, all the metaphysical genetic material was yeah. in the fingertips. Yep. <laughs> Just drenched in hand oil. Ew. <laughs> Ew. 
Okay, we're no longer allowed to talk about this because it's gross. We're moving on. Um, yeah, and then we, we go to the much more significant scene afterwards, which is them talking about this. And uh, they're like, Dean has a first aid kit in his desk, and they're like helping each other out. Yeah. He like, like offers him a wipe for causing. his face. And Dean is like immediately concerned with the practicality of their normal lives. He's like, what, on stolen credit cards? Yeah, Greasy yeah, diner yeah, food? Yeah. No, thank you. He's you like, don't want to go fighting ghosts without, without health insurance. insurance. You can't yeah. fight ghosts without health insurance. It's so good. I'm always saying this. Dean said, fuck your libertarian <laughs> idiots. It's so good. Dean Smith is my best friend, actually. I went out with him for brunch yesterday. <laughs> so true. This is why most hunters don't make it past their, like, 40s or whatever. It's not because they get killed by a monster. It's because they don't have any health insurance to take care of them in their older age and, like, succumb to some kind of illness or, like, knee problem. I bet, you know, when you get constantly, like, hurt and cut and beat to shit, like, you're not going to heal back, like, well every time. Yeah. I bet lots Where of old hunters Where are the hunters, hunters with, have, like, like, chronic yeah. pain problems? Yeah, give me more disabled hunters. Exactly. I have been saying this, like, honestly. I literally made a post on the Discord about it two weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I want, I need hard of hearing Winchesters because they are always yep, shooting yep. guns in yeah, we talked small about spaces. Yeah. I also just think it's cute that Dean is, like, so neurotic about this. Germaphobe Dean keeps winning. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Um, Sam tells him that he's in the dreams. Uh, Dean's like, that's insane. And this is where Sam's like, what if we think this is our life? And then... Dean says, my father's name is Bob, my mother's name is Ellen, and my sister's name is Joe, which is uh-huh. a direct attack on all of us, I think. Yeah. Why would you do this, Sarah Gamble? His father's name is Bob. Yeah. yeah. Also, he went ah. to Stanford. Yeah. Also, Dean yeah. and Joe sibling confirmed. Sarah yes, Gamble. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dean, Joe, Dean, Joe, Stipper, shut the fuck up. Yeah. We'd love to see it. Um. It's so... So, like, does this mean that Sam kept John and Mary in the divorce? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, also, we don't know Sam's anything fiance, about Sam's family. Sam's fiance, not Jessica, Madison. 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 Yeah. A Which we get another. Just um, Ruby Shippers, um, truthers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Madison, not Ruby. Yeah, it's interesting. We get another Madison reference next episode, too. Like, remember yeah. how sad that was, says the show? Yeah, it was fucking sad. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was fucking sad. <laughs> Sorry, Madison. Um, for anybody who does, is not is a slightly less crazy than us, Madison was the werewolf was that the, Sam had a yes, crush on and had heart. to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 217. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch just DM'd me and said, Misha Collins saw his shadow and is straight again. Looks like 12 four weeks of winter. <laughs> Uh, tell him he nearly killed yeah, me. Yeah, no, I was literally, I literally just did that. <laughs> um. Anyway, Sam says, like, I got this feeling in my gut. I know that deep down you're gonna be feeling too. We're supposed to be feeling something else. You're not just some corporate douchebag. Yeah. And he's like, you don't know me, pal. Sam is trying to puppy dog eyes him, but he doesn't know him, so it doesn't yeah. Even work. Yeah. Also. I feel like the fact that Dean, Sam's older brother, is baked into his DNA. At a certain point, for some things, the puppy dog eyes of your little siblings don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. There are some things where you're like, yeah, but then other times you're like, no, shut the fuck up, I'll kill you. 
There's no one more immune to the shenanigans of younger siblings than older siblings. I can say this as someone with one. With a younger sibling who's an absolute ball of chaos. Uh huh. <laughs> Shout outs to Cass. <laughs> I love Sam's little breakdown where he breaks the phone. Yeah. He like whips out the poker that they beat up a ghost with and smashes his headset and phone and like everybody's staring at him in like, this stares. very quiet office. I quit. You think? Like, we got the message, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. You did not need to announce it. He should have let them fire him so he could get severance pay. It's true. They need money. Especially, like, Sam Wesson, you don't have any other backup plan, and now you're going to have it down on your record that you destroyed company property and quit. Yep. Like, that's going on your resume, Betty. The angels should pay he them. He doesn't need a resume. He's going to monster hunting. He doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, what if we went to find Bobby? Not that he knows Bobby exists, but like if he found, if he mm. ended up finding Bobby, do you think Zachary? People got have Bobby? absolutely, absolutely written fic where they don't get their memories back, right? Like that I has mean, to be. Oh, I hope so. It's, I'm gonna it's check a wealth of... right now. Oh, there's gonna be so much incest. One second. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right, because they're quote unquote not brothers, and the oh. Mm. They are literally yeah, brothers. They just immediately, don't know. No, I know, but like they don't have them. like they have different paths. Paths in their minds is what I mean. Why is this? Why is this all porn? Never mind. I take it back. 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 This one is a Sam Wesson slash reader. That takes all the sexy. Anyway, Sam X reader. I'm going to repeat the point I said earlier because I'm not sure if you two heard it. I think the angels should pay them. Every single one of these on this first page besides the slash reader is incest. So I'm closing this tab. And I hate the AO3. The, the angels got them. Sam and Dean, they've got them like saving the world and doing all this shit. They have like supernatural powers. Sam and Dean didn't have to rely on credit cards anymore. They're working for the angels. The angels should pay them. Sam and um, Dean should unionize. Against I mean, heaven? Yeah. Dean kind of does, says exactly that. He's like, I'm going on strike. Yeah. You... So we'll talk about it. Pay Next them. Episode. Pay them Angels in magical favors. I know. They pay for bagels with blessings. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very deep. <sighs> Shout out to the one person in the world who gets that reference. No, I shared it. And that snippet with um Mac server. So hi Rook. <laughs> <laughs> hi Rook. When Zachariah as CEO shows up to offer him the promotion, um, he says, you are Sandover material, son, real go-getter, carving your own way, which struck me because, first of all, he said son, which I'm always sensitive to in Supernatural. Yeah. And then, like, immediately juxtaposed with the word carving when we just had um, Alistair as I carved you into a new animal, I think fascinates me. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Dean and his father figures and cutting him into their shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made in his father's image. Father's plural. Gee, Dean, how come the CW lets you have 600 fathers? It's because he's fucked up. <laughs> anyway, um, Adler shows up. Adler slash Zachariah. Yeah. 
Um, and he says that Dean is going to have to work for this position, you know, promotion. He says seven days a week, lunch at your desk in eight to 10 short years. That could be you. And there's like a close up on his mouth as he says this to like emphasize the doom and horror of like eight to 10 years. And Dean is like, oh, I cannot be trapped in this lifestyle for that yeah. long. I yeah, it's great. I would great. also quit my job up. if you told me I would have to torture myself yeah. for 10 years to maybe get a promotion. Yeah, no, like if I'm making enough to, if I'm making enough to have an espresso machine in my house and pay for rice milk i'm happy i'll fucking cruise until retirement yeah i don't i don't fucking need more work yeah like you're gonna take away my lunch break and make me work weekends and for eight years before you even consider like no thank you no thank you go fuck yourself yeah yeah so i think it's perfectly reasonable that this is what snaps dean i also think it's very clever of zachariah to be doing this like he's like how far can Uh i push dean before he decides actually corporate sucks i just want to make enough money to uh play tabletop games on the weekends and eat food (laughs) i want to i want to be able to survive capitalism by doing as little work as possible yeah And Dina's uh, like, actually, we are... capitalism is horrible, and I'm out of here. And Zechariah goes, finally! So true, King. Our fucking generation knows we'll never get to retire. Uh, don't remind me. Um. So as as Zechariah gives him his memories back, Zachariah the color so... change yeah, is color so changes. fucking good. Fucking, I, I lost my mind at this. I lost my mind at this. The it's show, like so bright like, saturation, it's... and then it drops back to like... Yeah, this oh, entire episode... Dim. The colors so have been normal. It's like, it, it's not even like that saturated. It's just like, this is what it's the world looks saturated. like. And then like, d- he touches his face, like Dean gets his memories back and the world is miserable and gray again. It's wild. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Makes me insane. <laughs> the framing of this is fascinating to me because... Like, Zachariah is excited and happy about this, and it's like, this is supposed to be the good thing. Like, Sam gets to have his, like, big cathartic moment where he smashes his phone. Like, it's heroic. Like, no one wants to work this fucking horrible office job. But at the same time, it, like, the literal framing of the show is that this world that, like, Dean knows and is, like, going back into is a more miserable world. Like, it's dark and gloomy and sad and, like, ugh. It's wild yeah. to me. And he just got all his trauma back. Yeah, he just got all his like, trauma Like, he literally back. just remembered hell. Like, everything is back now. We get some real fucking jacting Joyce's uh, after he yeah. gets touched on the forehead of, like, he, like, looks around. He looks up, is, like, looking in confusion. He's like, what the hell? Then he goes, why am I wearing a tie? So true, King. And then he says, God, I'm hungry. Which yeah. implies that, like, Dean Smith is always hungry and just doesn't listen yeah. to his body yeah because he eats salads and stuff not enough protein go eat carbs also, right he's on now. a juice cleanse so he's just shitting all of his food out he's yeah. on a juice cleanse he doesn't have any carbs he eats salads um and rice milk um weird zachariah um alistair uh uh parallels where he says like i had no interest in popping down here into one of these smelly things I don't know. I thought yeah. that was interesting. I like the like higher ups, both in heaven and hell, being like, "I fucking hate this place." <laughs> I mean, I do too. <laughs> Fair. Um, one second. I have to look something up real quick. While you do that, Zachariah says, "Get my ducks in a row," and he goes, "I am not one of your ducks," which is funny. Yeah. Um. Then Dean says, "You know, very creative." And Zachariah goes, "You should see my decoupage, which is like colored paper cutout yeah. art." 
thing, uh, ending thing <laughs> he met the collage goes gross. Nothing you. <laughs> From Dean's Thank perspective, I don't know how to pronounce it because it's French, um, and we all know how I feel about French. But the the word for like chest. Um, so in Dean's mind, Zachary yeah. was like, "You should see my boobs." And Chris like, "No, I don't want to do that." Thanks. <laughs> and just Incredible. let him fucking die. <laughs> Please don't reference the water sports flower. <sighs> you didn't have to say what I was saying. <coughs> uh, anyway, no, but anyway. it made it better. Okay, it is décolletage. Uh, so yeah, Zachariah wanted to like prove to prove to Dean that the path is on is quote truly in his blood unquote. You're a hunter, not because your dad made you, not because God called you back from hell, because it is what you are and you love it. You'll find your way into the dark every single time, and you're miserable without it. Dean, let's be real here. You're good at this. You'll be successful. You will stop it. Which is really good parallels between the conversation that they just had. I was like, yeah, you're going to do, like, you're good at this. You're going to do this for the rest of your life, right? Like, you want to become, like, better at this, right? Except instead of it being an office job, it's about hunting monsters. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it's well, very you good. You got a hunter promotion, um, savior of the world. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how much we're supposed to trust Zachariah. I don't fucking trust Zachariah at all. But I also, like, um, uh, I'm going to quote, hold on, hold on. I have a, I have a Steven Erickson quote queued up for this this is this is from my girl Saren Pedic from Midnight Tides by Stephen Erickson which is the deepest pull I'll ever make on this podcast but this is my favorite epic fantasy series um destiny is a lie destiny is justification for atrocity it is the means by which murderers armor themselves against reprimand it is a word intended to stand in place of ethics denying all moral context that's how I feel about destiny valid um but yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess we have to wait and see which side the show comes down on. Um, but through this whole episode, it, it, this feels like it almost would have been more effective if it had been to Sam. But I guess Sam wasn't the person they were testing, which is why Sam isn't that different. But like, they give Dean a whole different history and he's a different person. And like, it is Sam that brings him into this. It's unclear whether he would have followed up on this ghost if not for Sam like having he these did call and Sam stuff, into his office he did but Sam also Sam, told Sam him... started it yes yeah like that's why he called Sam specifically but like he did have that urge to follow up on I guess that's Ian. true I guess that's true but he also had that whole thing of like okay well I don't need to go quit my job just because I killed one ghost um he was content to stay there until I um, Zachariah up the pressure and was like, "Well, you're going to be doing this forever and ever and yeah. ever." Yeah. Don't forget you're here forever. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Or and we've talked I... about how much Dean just wants stability and like yeah. to have his needs taken care of, and like capitalism will not take care of you, but he has a relatively stable position at like a good company. He's in a high enough position that he's not, you know, wanting. Mm-hmm. Except that he's, you know, he's less concerned with like how to get food into his mouth and more concerned about what the food is but like that's the only difference in this dean and like regular dean mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know i have i have complicated feelings about this and like i know you two can't say much like we we are uneven in this conversation because you know what happens 
And I mean, I guess I know what happens, but I don't know, like, I don't know the specifics. Yeah, I don't know the specifics. Like, like, I mean, I like this is fucking genre TV. I know they're gonna beat Lucifer. Like, I know they're gonna succeed. There's 15 seasons of this fucking show. Um, but like, I don't know what I don't know by what method they're going to do it, and by what mm-hmm. side the show is going to come down on. Yeah, the question of destiny um, and free will and choice and path and all that is like it's it's very much one of the things that the show does play with on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get to well, we're yeah we're about to lot. get into it more in the next episode. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So uh, I guess with that being the case, we don't need to like go on about it because we're gonna talk about it more in like like 40 minutes or whatever anyway um but i do think it's interesting that zachariah gets the last word um and the way he phrases it he's like most people live and die without moving anything more than the dirt it takes to bury them which is a great line by the way yeah slabs um you get to change things and then dean like turns away like refuses to acknowledge this and says save people maybe even the world all the while you drive a classic car and fornicate with women this isn't a curse it's a gift so for God's sake, Dean, quit whining about it. Look around. There are plenty of fates worse than yours. So are you with me? You want to go steam yourself another latte? Or are you ready to stand up and be who you really are? End of episode. Yeah. It's fascinating. I like. And like Dean doesn't even say anything. He literally yeah. doesn't have a say. It's so interesting. Like, I, I feel like. And this is and also the... the problem with this show is like different writers have different takes on like what's mm-hmm. like good or bad about like the show's themes it feels like sarah gamble's coming down on the side of like this is bad like we should not trust zachariah the fact that he gets the last word here and like is being kind of nefarious and is like he's bullying him into it yeah 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 exactly mm-hmm. yeah i also think Quit it's fascinating he says it. you get to change things but also like dean doesn't actually get to do anything yeah if it's like, his he, destiny he is then, forced like, to do he... this thing which is pre-written for him so yeah he, how is yeah. he changing yeah. anything yeah. he's continuing yeah. along the pre-written path he gets to be the one to have done it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he gets to be the tool. Yeah. Also, the fact that, like, Zachariah literally enforces Dean's heterosexuality in this paragraph is fascinating. Yeah. Because, um, like, you're mm-hmm. Dean Winchester. I, you get to go have sex with women. Okay. I felt like the, the angle of that is, like, he's an angel, and it's kind of interesting that, like, he doesn't care. Yeah, which is why he says the like, word fornicate, which yeah, is, like, yeah. weirdly mm-hmm. formal for you know the show um but he doesn't even just say like oh you get to have cool sex he like specifically says women which in the context of like this cold open is is a lot it's not supposed to be a lot it Mm -hmm. just happens to be a lot yeah Mm -hmm. like the show is so concerned with preserving dean's image the same way that dean is concerned with preserving his image and apparently the same way that the angels are concerned with preserving the, the image of dean winchester heterosexual cool guy international dean is the angel's cool girl so true yeah um okay actor facts time yeah okay uh so first off we got uh mr kurt fuller who plays zachariah um who has been in a whole bunch of stuff been acting since the uh 80s um has had like bit parts in a lot of like uh in a lot of 80s movies, um, was in The Running Man as Tony, uh, was in Ghostbusters 2, um, as, well, I guess that was a 90s movie, wasn't it, but, oh no, 89, uh, is Hardemeyer in Ghostbusters 2, I don't know who that is, I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2, I've only seen Ghostbusters 1, um, 
is uh, Dr. Dale Eastern and Time Cop. Shoutouts to Time Cop. What a 90s-ass show that was. Um, uh, is Joel in Better With You. Um, is in some episodes of Scandal. Uh, is Cor- is the Cordner, uh, Cordner Woody Strode in Psych. Um, is uh, Judge Peter Dunaway in The Good Wife. Um, is in is in Kings of Khan alongside lots of other supernatural actors. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, the principal in the uh, Heather's TV show? Interesting. And uh, Doctor uh, Kurt Boggs in Evil. Uh, it's interesting. He's like uh, gotten a lot more like bigger roles uh, in his in his older age compared to his his younger. Uh, that's how it be with actors sometimes. Um, next up is uh, Jack Plotnick, who plays Ian, uh, who is um, uh, who is uh, in Buffy, actually, is uh, the deputy mayor um, in what I think season two of Buffy, uh, season three, season three of Buffy um, is also Barrett in Ellen, uh, Ellen's TV show before she like blew up uh, back in the late 90s. Um is Stuart Glazer in Action? Is Xander P. Wifflebottom in uh, the animated show Drawn Together? Incredible. And uh, is in some episodes of The Mentalist and uh, Zed Nation. And the so-called Minutia, which I know nothing about. Oh, and is Steve Marmella in Reno 911, who is a, a recurring character over the, like... God, that show's been airing forever. That show's been airing for like twenty years. It's wild. Um, and then we got some more of the we got some some of the bit parts. Uh, Paul, um, uh, the guy who kills himself uh, in the microwave, is played by Richard Side, who runs a bunch of like improv comedy stuff, uh, including a CBC radio show, which is fun. Apparently, he's a big guy in the like uh, Vancouver improv comedy uh, circuit. And uh, the the like I said, Dean's coworker who says he's never eating popcorn again is the protagonist of Russell Maniac, an Airbud presents show about a monkey and a Jack Russell who do wrestling. Amazing. What? <laughs> uh huh. Um, he's also the protagonist of Paranormal Solutions Inc., which sounds to me like a Ghostfacer style show about like it's it like a like- comedy uh like supernatural show about like ghost hunters who do it bad uh and also a show called conversations with my two-year-old which he is the protagonist of and there's like 70 episodes of so i guess it's i i feel like if you're those are 70 episodes of your show and it's like real conversations with your two-year-old your your two-year-old would grow up a lot and not stop being your two-year-old after like the first season i don't know anything about this yeah, show but you can't really rename your podcast every season it's true Wait, it's a, no, it, hold a new on. podcast every year. It's a it is a TV show, I think. Okay, well, it starts a new show every year. Yeah, yeah, it's a TV Maybe show. Maybe it just keeps having children, so they're all one year apart, and when Maybe. one of them crosses the barrier, Maybe it's it different people. I don't know. <laughs> Shrug. Um. Anyway, that's uh that's the episode. Uh, we're gonna take a break now. When we come back, we will talk about episode eighteen. Monster at the end of this. So, uh, episode 18, The Monster at the 
Diana. This book was written by Julie Siege and directed by Mike Roll. We open this episode with some guy having dreams about Sam and Dean. Then we cut to the interior of a comic book shop. Dean and Sam are doing their usual act, but the guy starts laughing at them and saying that they're LARPers. He assumes they're fans of this cult classic book series called Supernatural. Supernatural. They get a hold of all the books the guy has, and we see them both sprawled out on the hotel beds reading. Every book is based off an episode of this show. We have Route 666, we have Scarecrow, uh... There, the amount of, of the amount of they they reference older episodes a lot in this episode in a way that's very fun for people like uh-huh. us specifically who do like yeah. fucking deep dives into every episode. It's really good. Uh, turns out that the last book ended with Dean going to hell. Oh my gosh! Uh, they look through the a forum of fans. We'll talk about that. Um, and they decide that they want to go talk to this Carver Edlin guy, but it's hard oh, yeah, because that's name a pen is, name. Yeah, yeah, Carver Edlin for. Jeremy Carver, uh, Jeremy Carver and Ben Edlund, and ben yeah. Edlund yeah. Um, so they go talk to the publisher. She's a big fan, but she kind of doubts Sam and Dean's sincerity. They manage her co- to convince her to give them the real name and address of the author, Chuck Shirley. Uh, we see Chuck reading a latest draft, essentially narrating the boy's approach to the house. Chuck, too, initially believes Sam and Dean to be fans. They bully him around a little bit, show him their trunk full of big guns. He's only convinced when they tell him, him their last names, which were never even written down. It's a really fun meta conversation, and we'll get into it for sure. Yep. Sam and Dean assume Chuck is psychic and is somehow focused on their lives. Later, we get a flash of Chuck having another dream. Sam about to get down and dirty with this pretty blonde woman. Uh, then we see Sam and Dean in Chuck's house again. He's telling them about the pages he wrote. Turns out the woman we saw in the dream was Lilith. She's coming to seduce Sam, I guess. Uh, Sam thinks this is hilarious, but Dean thinks it's horrifying. So now they're determined to avoid that horrendous fate however possible, and they're using the pages as a guide of what not to do. However, like any two characters with knowledge of their futures, the harder they try to avoid fate, the faster it comes at them. Uh, Chuck goes to visit Sam, and Sam wants to know whether or not Chuck knows about the demon blood. Of course he does, but he didn't include them in the book because he didn't want to make Sam look unsympathetic. Uh, Dean gets hit by a minivan, the back window of the Impala gets broken, and all the pieces are coming together for Sam and Lilith to get their freak on. Uh, Dean confronts Chuck at the house... And Dean starts getting kind of rough with him. Cass appears and warns Dean that Chuck is protected because he's a prophet. Prophets are, quote, a mouthpiece, a conduit for the word of God. Hey, that's us. That's us. Yeah, it's us. Uh, it's us. <laughs> turns out the supernatural books will, apparently, eventually be known as the Winchester Gospel. Turns out, once the prophet has seen something, it's sealed in fate and it will come to pass. Sam has burned all the hex bags. He wants to bring Lilith there so he can try and have a face-off with her. He refuses to lean with Dean, so Dean, without any other recourse, prays to Cass... <laughs> uh-huh. He tells Cass to drag Sam out by the short and curlies if he must, but Cass says he can't interfere with the prophet's word. However, when Dean gets mad about I'm, Cass- I'm just pleased by what you just said. Yeah, that was unpleasant phrasing. <laughs> Didn't like it. Dean coded of me. Um, however, when Dean gets mad about Cass not helping him, Cass tells him that if anything threatens a prophet, the archangel that guards them will appear and smite the threat. Wink, wink. A wink. I love- uh, Dean this, grabs- the, I love- mm. I'm 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 becoming a cast boy. Yes. Um, yeah. Finally, we got this another one. This was very good. I'm a huge. We'll talk about this. I'm a huge fan of this shit. Let's let's move on though. Yeah. Uh, I literally turned around in my seat and said out loud, "Alex, like I would literally do anything for Castiel." <laughs> uh, so Dean grabs truck, threatens him, and they head back to the motel. Meanwhile, Lilith appears. She offers Sam a deal. She wants to stop the apocalypse because it turns out she won't survive it. She wants Dean and Sam to sacrifice themselves, and she'll stop trying to jumpstart the apocalypse. Sam reluctantly agrees, but turns out with a demon this powerful, it takes more than a kiss to seal a deal. Dean and Chuck burst in, and she starts going at them. 
the walls start shaking, the earth starts wait, wait, quaking, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You missed the fact mm -hmm. that, like, Sam, Sam was not actually ever going to do He went for the knife, which is significant. Oh, that's true. I for Yeah, sorry, I forgot. I was skimming the transcript. Sam reluctantly agrees, quote-unquote. Um, uses it to try to kill her, but fails, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, she like, goes after Chuck. Uh, everything starts vibrating, because there's an archangel here. Just it's in a really cool. It is really cool. Hell yeah. She escapes, though. Uh, in the denouement, we see Dean and Sam talking in the Apollo about the events of the episode, and then we see Chuck having another dream. We don't see what yep. he's envisioning, but when he wakes, Zachariah is there. Whatever Chuck saw, it's bad bombing. Uh, he wants to warn Sam and Dean, but Zach won't let him. Chuck then decides to kill himself, but Zach smirks and says they would only bring it's him back to life. It's horrifying. <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Zach leaves him and us with one command, to write. And that's the episode. Yup. <sighs> um, okay. Uh, so my first note is, um, a completely side note, which was, A, I, I, when I was watching this, I was like, ooh, fun, I like this comic shop. Um, and then I looked into where this was, and, um, I've been here. Uh, this is, um... <laughs> Shocker. Oh, wait, I had the fucking link up. Where, where did it go? I have too many tabs open. I want to get yes, the, I want to get the name right. Well, I'm doing my research for the show. You always have too many tabs open. Well, yes, but that's besides the point. Uh, this is this is uh, Spartacus Books, um, which is uh, actually. No, this is Spartacus Books. Is this a... no? This is Patrick. <laughs> um. Well, this is fun, actually. I actually haven't been to this specific spot. Um. So I guess I didn't actually uh uh recognize it. I was just like. I, the memory got implanted because it moved um, in in 2020. Uh, when I visited it, it would have been on down, in downtown East Side. Um, no, sorry, it would have been on Finlay Street, and now it's on Commercial Drive. Uh, it keeps getting moved around. But anyway, yeah, this is Spartacus Books, uh, which is a nonprofit volunteer collectively run bookstore in Vancouver. Uh, it uh, it is a quote unquote radical bookstore. Uh, it has, like, sections on, like, anarchist studies, women's studies, LGBTQ literature, indigenous studies and indigenous literature, activist organizing, et cetera, et cetera. It's sick. It's a very cool bookstore. If you've ever been to, if you ever go to Vancouver, visit Spartacus Books on Commercial Drive. Um, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. It's funny that they turned Spartacus Books into a comic shop. <laughs> there are lots of actual comic shops in Vancouver they they could have gone to, but... I don't know, maybe Spartacus Books was like, Then they'd yeah, have to deal with here. actual nerds in the way. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. The, uh, also, you know what? If you're <laughs> While you're visiting Vancouver, go check out Golden Age Collectibles. The guy who runs it is really cool and knows a lot about comics, and uh, it has a very good and wide selection. Is it you? And also, no! <laughs> I would love, I would love that. No, that much about he's, comics. Um, he's like old. He's like in his 60s. He's me when I grow up. Probably. Aww. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got a it's Yeah, years. basically. Um it's got a shelf solely for like queer comics also, which is which is cool. Um shoutouts to Golden Age Collectibles and also Spartacus Books. That's my like Vancouver local corner for today. Anyway, they go into this comic store. Um so the first thing I wanted to talk about that's very funny, beyond the fact that they get called out for LARPing, um, is that I love that they were, like, on an investigation here and it never comes up again. Like, presumably yeah, just... something's going on at this comic book sh store. Sorry, Ash. Oh, no, I'm in the same thread you are. They just fucking left this case. Yeah. 
call Bobby and we're like, hey, put somebody else on this. We got some orange, some our own, some our own shit to follow. Someone called us a LARPer. This is urgent. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Live action role play and pretty hardcore too. Very funny that this guy is like, oh, like you don't know, but then he immediately like explains it to them anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta explain it to the audience. I like that the the fake IDs with rock aliases is the first detail. He like brings that and like this is how he recognizes them. Like, yes, they do do this a lot, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's great. Predictable ass bitches. So true. Girlies when the writing is consistent. It's very hard. I Okay, so my first major note beyond the fact that like what the fuck they have books written about them, which we'll get into that. Um, but I tried really hard to find the artist, because the art on the cover of this book is extremely good and funny. Um, it is, it is like every, um, like paranormal romance book, uh, you see, you see in a bookstore, like two, like hot men with their shirts off, they got the car on the cover. Um, it's done in this, like, um, it's, it's actually like a legit interesting style, though. It's sort of like, Mm -hmm. almost watercolory i don't know anything about painting yeah um but i like i tried to find the artist but it's fucking impossible to google this because it's like supernatural artist it's like no supernatural the book series there are supernatural books i can't google that either um it's very annoying (laughs) um and also my note is that um i think that's supposed to be sam uh shirtless with the shotgun because Mm -hmm. he's got longer hair um, mm-hmm. which it's interesting that he gets center frame. Uh, remember back when Sam was supposed to be the main character? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it's interesting to see what survived the transition. Like, he says, Chuck says that he didn't put in the demon blood, which means he that, like, put in their there's... names, either. Their yeah, their last names. name, yeah. This um... is, like, next-level Ghostfacer's effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is what I want to talk about, about the Ghostface. I mean, I'm growing completely out of order, but um, last part of this episode, I mentioned Chuck and Ghostfacers, and, like, the fandom within the show, like, in the universe of the show, the supernatural fandom is missing significant chunks of information. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even clear if they know that they're brothers. They don't have the last name put in. I think it's, like, I'm I think pretty they sure that they know... Because, I think too yeah, much of it is about is them being line. brothers. Yeah, there is too much of the plot, but also, like, so was the demon blood a huge plot, and I guess that's not in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I Sam does say it doesn't seem to matter when they're talking about the incest shippers, but, yeah. so, like, they probably do know. Yeah, bro- that's the it, only time the word brothers shows up in the transcript, so. Um, I think the next time we see Chuck, we'll probably know for sure whether or not. Yeah, that's true. There's the fandom a later episode that'll come up. Yeah. Um, yeah, my other note is, um, so I knew this was going to happen because I heard stuff about, like, the way the show gets meta and that there's, like, uh-huh. an in-universe, like, supernatural. Um, I thought it was going to be, like, a fucking Sherlock and Watson situation. I thought Sam was going to start a blog or, like, write a book because earlier <laughs> um, he talks about writing, wanting to write a book about, like, all the supernatural stuff uh, in, um, what was it? Uh, Tall Tales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, oh, as a cover story, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm writing a book as his cover story. And, like, Sam wanting to, like, Sam doing writing stuff has been referenced, like, multiple times. Um, most oh, yeah, recently, like an after-school special. Most re- recently an after-school special, yeah. So I thought the show was queuing up, like, him being the reason why 
like they get a following and a fandom. But no, that is not the case. It's fucking Sam can't have a hobby okay. outside of hunting. Um, Sam is not allowed to have a personality. Yeah. By the way, uh, this is so for all you listening who are like haven't finished the whole show. Uh, we've spoiled the fact that <laughs> Dean dies at the end of the show. Um, but we haven't spoiled a lot else, like, on purpose. It's just, like, you know, it's hard to avoid the finale, because that's why we made this fucking podcast to begin with, is to get up to that point. Um, however, there are lots of things we haven't spoiled, and there are a few things I know that we haven't spoiled. And I request, at the end of this, a, like, spoiler corner for only people who have finished this whole show, because I need to talk about something. Okay, well, I guess I'm not allowed in. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you are allowed- okay. <laughs> to be clear, Emma will be allowed in. <laughs> yeah. Because they also know the thing that I want to talk about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it would have been fun for Sam to, to have a little have a little blog or something, but it was not to be. Somewhere out there, there's a universe where that did happen in the show. It's true. Uh, so yeah, they buy all these books. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the uh, this is interesting. Money. Books are expensive. Yeah. Well, um. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're in the they're, bargain These bin. are cheap they books, were like a dollar but still, each. books in general. Yeah. They're probably spending $3 per At least paperback. they're, like, an unpopular series that only got, like, a couple seasons before it got, I mean, whatever, a couple of Yeah. Arcs. It ended at, what, season three? Yeah. Season yeah, three it ended finale, at the yeah. end of season three. Which, there is a weird thing. Where it seems like every book is an episode. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of fucking filler. I feel like some of them well, we probably we see that Chuck is over. not a good writer, so... That's true. It's true. <laughs> which, which is saying it's... something about this show, I guess. Yeah, it's really To be funny. honest, I think probably what ended up happening is, like, the, the plot stuff got shoved into, like, two books, and all the other books are supposed to just be Monster of the Week pulp stories. Right, but like, I've read I've read the Dresden Files. Like you you can put like you gotta put the plot in. You can't write like these are decent sized paperbacks. You can't write like a three hundred page paperback all about one monster investigation. Like oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant about the number of books, not the thickness. Yeah, I think no, like, I it doesn't like, make Roots... sense. Like in in universe, if you think about it too much, it doesn't make sense. You just have yeah, to like Route six 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 is like, a whole funny. ass book. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, no, I get why they do it, because it's, like, you can put the episode on the book and have, like, unique art for it. Like, I think that's fun, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's fine. Must the show make sense? Is it not enough for it to make fun of you viciously? What it might be is, like, um, the books are named after, like, titular episodes, maybe, Mm. and so, like the events of other episodes are included in them, but, like, this is the focal point that this book has been written around, which, like... I see. ...would be a fascinating way to write a series of books. Like, that's not how books are structured. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it feels like that would read, like, a short story collection more, like, of, like, with, connect, with like, interconnected characters and a narrative and stuff. Like, the Witcher uh, short story is actually thinking about it, which is also about monster hunting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I just like to talk about books and narrative structure. <laughs> that is valid. Um, when I'm gonna start going chronologically. 
we which we kind of yeah. started but then we didn't first of all i think it's very funny that the guy's like oh like you don't know what larping is which he means because they are larping but it's also very funny just like in general the idea that dean doesn't know what an rpg uh-huh. is um or larping is like this is a nerd you can't tell us that he's a nerd and insist that he's a cool guy at the same time um whatever it's fine and then the man behind the counter he can't remember their names he goes uh steven dirk sal and dane which is silly but also sal like from on the road Mm -hmm. yeah it's weird that he recognizes these obscure characters but like not enough to remember their names he wasn't I mean, a fan. How much do you know about tertiary fandoms that your mutuals are in, you know? I guess that's true. I know a lot about like 911 because one of my mutuals does not stop posting about it. <laughs> and I have been too lazy to block the tag. I blocked it. I haven't blocked Star Trek though, and today I was talking with my mother about like the various um I don't know, timelines, continuities of, like, which show is a spinoff of which. And I was like, yeah, I know all the characters' names, and I know some of their faces. I can't match them up. Valid. I only know the ones from the Yeah, so I think this guy has that relationship with the Supernatural books. He's like, yeah, like, those guys who do these things. What are they called again? Yeah. Like, he's probably sat in on a panel. That's true. And they lock the doors. (laughs) And they lock the doors. Also, you know, I guess when you run a comic shop, you know a lot of shit, even if it's not about the things you like. Yeah. I'm sure the guy who runs the comic book shop here knows a bit about magic, even though he doesn't give a flat fucking shit about magic. Uh, the books are in the bargain bin because they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it had a didn't sell a lot of copies, more of an underground cult following. I love when the show is like, yeah, this is bad. We are uh-huh. Low art. And there, that's okay. We're gonna get some more of that a little bit later in a fun way. Uh huh. We sure are. In two um, separate scenes, just in this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they get these books, and uh, we see Dean. Like I said, he's reading Route Six Six Six, and he's like, "Everything is in here. I mean, everything from the racist truck to me having sex. I'm full frontal in here, dude." Yeah. This. Uh, I love this that he calls is, it the racist show. truck. He does. It is the racist truck. Um, but before that, there's a title card that says Supernatural by Carver Edlund. It's right, so right, fucking yeah, good. It's, it's great. So and they do the... Good. They show the art from the books, like in... Yeah. Yeah. This is... It's, good. it's a cool style. I wish I wish I knew who... Uh, I, w- I wish I knew who did it. <laughs> this is where Meta Narrative Natural really hits. Oh, yeah. So true. Guys, they're literally in a story. This is a story. They're literally... Yep. Um, so it says that the it started the series started in 2005, put out a couple dozen before going bankrupt, which is funny timing, ending it with season uh-huh. three considering yeah. the writer strike thing. Yeah, um, but also it's a lot fine. of fucking books. It is a lot of books. It's what uh, whatever 44 plus 16 is, 60, probably 60. That's like. Yeah, I think they should have picked narrower books, because, like, 60 full-size books is a lot of writing. And also, if it started in 05... Yeah, how many books is that a year? Like, that's, that's like, 11 books a year. Well, he's clearly not proofreading these things. No. Well, and also, like, publishing would not... uh, This is partly why, like, none of this makes any sense. But, like, you don't put out books that quickly. Unless you're a Harlequin romance novel uh, writer, which... Is literally just the same stuff, and you just change different. He's got a, cha- well, a James no, Patterson then, deal going. 
even then, if you do more than, like, two books a year, like, you, like, glut the market and are competing with yourself in a way that's, like... Oh. Uh, well, that's why he went bankrupt. Like, well, well, yes. <laughs> it was a bad strategy. <laughs> this is why, like, um, you know, if you've ever had an author uh, that, like, you know has a book out, but it hasn't been published yet, and you're like, I want to read this book. How come this book isn't going to come out for another two years? It's because, like, the logistics of, like, when books come out is, like, deeply complicated. Huh. God damn it. Every day I learn something new about the writing career. <laughs> um, and then they start talking about the fans. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And Dean says, for fans, they sure do complain a lot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Let me check something real quick before I say this, actually. Hmm. Okay, well, now I can't find it. I was sure that they, at some point, maybe not in this episode, referenced an actual fan's, like, forum username, um, which I thought was going to be simpatico, but that might not be it. I don't know. But I think at some point the fan the show does specifically call out an actual fan's username. That's dumb. Don't do that. Oh, Yeah, don't Jesus. do that. That's, like, um, mm, don't. Yeah. It's bad. They should not have done it whenever they, it was that they did it. I would find it horrifying to, like, wake up and discover that my life has a fandom. Like, I, I know I there's, mean, like, a... Truman Show Natural is so fucking good. It's true. Um, yeah, Oh, no, I was right. Good. I was right. Okay. Oh. Um, on the Supernatural Wiki page, characters named after real people... Uh, it shouts out this episode and this bit where Dean reads out Simpatico's message, and apparently Simpatico was the name of a poster on the Television Without Pity oh. message boards. Wow. All right. D don't fucking do that. That's weird. I know people didn't know how to interact with fandom. People never. People still don't know how to interact with fandom, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like people really didn't know how to interact with fandom in like two thousand nine. Yeah, this was written in two thousand nine. In like that era. Um, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. It probably would have turned out way worse if they had done it. Oh, yeah. Uh, There'd be a billion articles about it. Yeah. And also just the dogpiling. It would have been really bad. Yeah. Um, would have been very ugly. Forum communities were so, like, yeah. disparate at that point that it it's weird and it's uncomfortable and you shouldn't fucking do that. Um, but it probably didn't have as much of an effect on Simpatico as it would have if they had done it today. Yeah, that was... Um... April 2009, this episode aired. Tumblr was launched in February 2007. So, like, very early Hello. Tumblr fandom. Not that Simpatico is on Tumblr, or at least yeah. not by the same username. But, like, the idea of, like, supernatural fandom is primarily based in Tumblr, at least in, like, pop consciousness. Um, so this is, like, really early. Uh, so then they talk about Sam girls and Dean girls. Uh, can I, if I can finish my point that I was oh, going to make, it's just yeah. that, no, yeah, it's sorry. okay. It's okay. Just the, um, the, the idea, you know, it's impossible to not look at this from the fact that it's being meta and is a story. Uh, but like, just thinking about it for a second, the idea of like someone critiquing your life for being cliche is very like, wow, come on, man. Like, I liked when yeah. Dean's like, screw you, we lived it, even if, like, everything about that is, like, bad of, like, them referencing this, like, actual fucking person. Um, it is very yeah. funny to be like, yeah, this cliche happened to me, dude, which is, like, cliches happen to people in real life, it's true. It's weird whenever it happens. Like, I'm living, I feel like I'm living the story right now, and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. That's all. But yeah, uh, it's, it's Sam, Gr Sam Girls and Dean Girls. And Slash and Fans. Slash fans. Here's the thing. 
this doesn't make me as angry as it probably would have otherwise. Because it's because so early? Because to me... What? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Because to me, the first of all, the acknowledging of Sam girls and Dean girls helps diversify the fandom. Me and Mitch were talking about this the other day, which is why I was thinking mm-hmm. so much about this episode and then another episode and also the Ember Island players. Um, but like... As far as the in-universe Supernatural fandom knows, cast does not exist. It's true. So, yeah. And at that, at the point where the real-life fandom was, the real-life Supernatural fandom at the end of Season 3 contained Sam Girls, Dean Girls, and Wincesties. Yep. Like, so, like, it doesn't feel like they're making fun of, like, the fandom as a whole, because, like, they're acknowledging people who are you know, just fans of the characters versus people who are, like, shipping fans. And at the time, the only popular fandom ship happened to be an incest ship, and they're making fun of that. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, make fun of incest ships. Yeah. That's fine. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, it doesn't, it doesn't ring as, like, mean-spirited to me in this episode as it does in later episodes. Yeah, in this one, like, they're making fun um, of incest shippers in fandom. Later episodes, sometimes that comes off more as making fun of fandom for being incest shippers. Yeah, yeah. And and also really... Or just for shipping in general. Queer with being an incest yeah. shipper and things like that. Um, and they spend most of the episode taking the piss out on themselves. They do. And that's why... This the, episode's fun. I said this in the Discord... Yeah, I said this in the Discord, but whenever a show wants should do a meta acknowledgement of itself, it needs to spend more time making fun of itself than it does making fun of its fans, because otherwise it just comes across mean-spirited. Then you get Sherlock. The Ember Island players is entirely... All they do is make fun of the caricatures of their own player, or of their own characters, and by extension are making fun of the fandom that reduces... The parts of the fandom that reduces those characters to those caricatures, which, granted, it was, like, 2005, uh, and it was a kid's show, so I'm sure Avatar didn't have, like, the fandom that Supernatural had, because it was just for a different age group. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're much older than me, so I don't know. I'm, like, two years (laughs) older than you. Well, that's old enough. Um, I just mean Listen, like, man, fan- I spent my early fandom days doing uh, submit your own tributes on fanfiction.net. So I just mean like, fandom has always been around. Like there were there were yeah. Sherlock and Watson shippers in the 1800s. Um, oh yeah, I just mean like it's it's not as um centralized, which is what you were just saying earlier. Yes. But like, yes. I'm sure like they were going to fucking conventions. Like the Ember Island players came that's out true. was like a season three. Uh, episodes. So it was 2007 by that point. The show had been going for a while, and the show was popular among like teens and adults at the time, also because it fucking rules. It's a great show. It does fucking rule. Uh, come back in five years for our last <laughs> Airbender podcast. Um, but so like, and the only time fandom is directly like even mentioned is when Sokka goes up to the actor who plays him, and the actor just goes oh great another fan with ideas which is just how stage yes. actors are um well and also it's a good joke this... because it's like the the character talking to yeah. yes yeah it's not a joke at like our expense as the people who enjoy the show and in this episode most of the time chuck is like god the those things that i wrote were so like crappy writing or it was so cruel um the closest they come is the publisher lady mm-hmm. yeah and she has a few moments where I'm like, okay, you can like hold it off a little bit. But other times, like, it's just it's it's funny to me because 
of the the irony uh, where she's like, yeah, how often do you cry like that? Yeah. Ash. Um, and then also the innate, innate hilarity of being like, God, Sam and Dean are so in touch with their emotions. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah we're gonna, well, let, we're talking, we're, let's talk about this, like, basically now. I do just need to say, yeah. Ash, you need to fucking listen to Homestuck Made This World. You need to listen to it. You need to listen to it. Like, I know. The, the way that they talk about fandom and, like, internet like it's it goes beyond home you would be fascinated by it you need to listen to it i want to talk to you about it civilized age so maybe i will start listening to it um uh yeah i guess like my point just while we're talking about this meta stuff and like it's gonna come back around but like this um Mm -hmm. this to me falls more under the um older tradition of um stories about uh characters who meet their authors which is like i i said in the chat um like hmm how quickly can i read animal man um which grant morrison's <laughs> animal man being like a very famous like comics example of this where animal man uh, like the animal i think man, the climax animal of animal man um which again i haven't read i've just like read stuff about and have always meant to read it cuz it's a classic um but like the climax of it is or a climax of it is Animal Man confronting Grant Morrison himself, um, and being like, "Why do you do all this shit to me?" And is like a meditation on like story and uh, and like this comes up a little bit later of like Chuck being like, "Why did I do all this shit to you guys? I hurt you so much. Like, how could I do that?" Uh, this like idea of like authors as like the cruel, capricious god to their characters, um, mm-hmm. which like also I think this is a complete coincidence. But uh, Chuck may be like, wait a second, the other, one of the other really famous examples of this is uh, the episode of Looney Tunes, Duck Amuck, uh, where uh, that like breaks all the fourth walls where like Daffy Duck is a um, like character in an animation and is like going around and like the, all the drawings and stuff are like tormenting him. He gets himself erased. It's a very good like meta episode, like way back in the fucking fifties. And I was like, wait, is Chuck named after Chuck Jones? Uh, and I don't think he is, but that connection was very interesting for me anyway. Um, yeah, this, See, this, this is like... why I love you, Wyatt. Cause you just say things and I'm like, yes, that is so smart. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so true bestie well thank you i don't know i just i just absorb information like a sponge yeah we just have our chins in our hands and we're kicking our little feet back and forth listening to you yeah we're like oh this is my friend wyatt listen to him explain (laughs) things he knows things that i don't know um yeah there's a that there's a lot of like shit like this of like you know authors have been um pondering authorship Yes, well, and, and, like, presenting themselves as, like, caricatures within the narrative since, like, ages gone by. Yeah, the the author awareness of um, putting your characters through a lot of shit <laughs> to satisfy the, first of all, the little, the little itch of uh, sadism. Yeah, like... And second of all, because it makes the, the resolution all the tastier. Um... Yeah, like, going all the way back to, like, the Canterbury Tales, the narrator himself is Chaucer, is uh-huh. a member of the, like, group of people in the Canterbury Tales. Like, yep. this, this shit is, this is all this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we want to talk about this publisher lady, who, by the way, is, um, 
uh, early actor fact, just because I'm not going to bring it up there, but is uh, Keegan Connor Tracy, who we've seen in Usual Suspects as Karen. She's back. Yeah. Yep. And just like we mentioned, then she also plays a character. That's why I said she was familiar. I knew it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I wonder if you would like The Magician. I tried it and I didn't finish it, so that's a no. <laughs> Fair enough. Karen Valid. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish it either. I got either. through like half a season and I was like, eh. I got through like two seasons. But that's because I am very gay. I know. And I was like, I think, but it's it's fine. Sarah Gamble lost this. All right. This this episode this episode is already going to be long. Let's talk about the episode. Yeah, let's talk about We're this only like 10 here. minutes in, if that. Yeah. Um, so we like go find this publisher who is unnamed in the transcript. Yeah, she but... doesn't. I don't think she has a name. Uh, no, her name no, is Sarah Siege. Her name Siege. is Sarah Siege, as in Sarah Gamble and Julie Siege. Um, yep. Julie oh. Siege, who wrote yep. this episode with Nancy Weiner. Um, Incredible. So it's fun. They keep like sticking their names in, you know. Uh huh. It's it's fun. It's cute. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, I like her hair a lot. She's got like a bob cut with like one uh, section of it dyed blonde. It's it's a it's a nice yeah, style. It's cute. It's stylized. It's very old. Really I love get to it. See in like side characters. Yeah. She looks like the type of person who would publish the supernatural. It's novels. true. <laughs> and I mean that in like a positive way. Like I've met I've met people like this at Pride. <laughs> um, I think this is just I don't know I I can't say for sure, but like the uh, picture of Keegan Connor Tracy on IMDb, she also has incredible hair. So I think she just likes to have good hair <laughs> as a person. That's valid. That's valid. Good for her. Supernatural is losing out to Doctor Sexy. <laughs> Which is hilarious because that means that Doctor Sexy was a novel series before it got turned into a tv show or maybe there's a series of like romance novels based off of the dr sexy tv maybe. show where they're allowed to have sex Just like there are supernatural novels listen if dean sure. can be full frontal dr sexy yeah. can be too exactly. i think dean yeah. is gonna go find those dr sexy novels <laughs> <laughs> um anyway this scene is very funny um yeah she starts crying like about a lot um heart and home and yeah uh no rest Which, like you're wicked. right tv show those were sad episodes yeah uh-huh um she says if only real men were so open in touch with their feelings which is uh -huh. funny and also a trans microaggression <laughs> <coughs> um for me it was big like uh the the trend of like oh this is a pull uh, there's a <laughs> In in anime, there's a trend of character who is like, oh, 2D girls are so much better than 3D girls. Like, joking of like, oh, I, I relate more to the characters of my visual novels than real people because I don't get outside at all and, like, never talk to anyone. So, so of course, I feel like this. But is very, like, um, person who only interacts with the world through fiction. Like, oh, I like fictional characters much more than, like, quote-unquote real men, unquote. Or I said unquote already. You know what I mean. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also just hilarious because Dean and Sam are not. It's yes, they are not. This they is are not. The Dean and not. Sam don't talk about their feelings. Yeah, but I to, feel like, to um, the audience the who gets to see the interiority in a way that they don't show each other. Yes. Um, they do. Which not, is true. They're not in touch with their feelings, but like we get to see their feelings. Yes. And it's even more true in novels. Yes, which sure. where yeah, you would get their internal monologue, which is. Mm, now I want to read the books and see like what Sam and Dean are thinking in various moments because we get a yeah, bit later where Dean's Dean, reading yeah, from the Sam manuscript. Yeah, Sam thinks that Dean is a dick. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, now I'm wondering, like, oh, is it is it, like, back and forth POVs, or is Sam the main character in the books, and, like, the whole thing is from POV, and we only see his inner monologue? I'm curious. I guess, like... They have solo scenes, so... They do have solo scenes, you're right. Yeah. It's it might it's probably be Sam third person Pew, omniscient. Yeah. Sam third, Sam person, third omniscient. person close unless it's Justine in the room. Like uh like yeah. Stephen or King. It, yeah, or it switches third person close between them depending on who's the focus yeah. of the scene. Yeah. Which can be difficult to pull off and I'd imagine that Chuck did not <laughs> pull it off very well. That's why we accidentally got the Dean girlification of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. So true. Chuck is a Dean girl confirmed. Chuck has a psychosexual obsession with Dean actually, so <sighs> It's true. Yeah, and then him and Eric Kripke both. Exactly, literally, um, exactly. Chuck is I a really Kripke like... figure because he is obsessed with jackals. So true. You really like what? I, re- I really like uh, when she says, "Like, I don't want any smart ass article making fun of my boys. These are my blorbos. You're not going to slander <laughs> no, them yeah, to exactly. me." No, so true. She this was is right exactly for that. Exactly how I am with my hyperfixation. Uh-huh. Like whenever there's an article that comes out anybody. about like Misha Collins did something, it's like you don't. You're not supposed to know who that is. <laughs> that's my c-list actor you don't know him like i do okay yeah um i think also growing up with really bad rsd like it just be yeah, that way yeah you feel like every time someone's like this character kind of sucks sometimes you're then you feel like you should just die <laughs> it's dumb and you get yep. over it but so I, I feel hurt on that I think this is where we learned that uh, Dean's two favorite Led Zeppelin songs are Ramble On and Traveling Riverside Blues, which is cute. Yeah, she's gatekeeping them. Uh-huh. She's like, okay, you're a Supernatural fan? Yes, Prove yes, it. Yes. Here's she like five trivia questions. It's great. Also, um, Sam's like, birthday Sam's is tomorrow core... at the time of this recording. Happy early birthday, Blood Oh, Blood. yeah, it's true. Happy early birthday. Yeah. Did you just call him Blood Boy? <laughs> I did. Good. How old is Sam turning tomorrow, lads? Uh, it's, oh God! Hold on, it's 2022 now. He was born in 1983, yeah, was... so 39. Wow! Almost the big 40 yeah. king. Um, his his age makeup is slowly accreting on his face. <laughs> so they pass all uh, the trivia I... because it's no, no, their no, 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 no. I have a specific oh, yeah. bit, which is she asks Sam's score on the LSAT, and Sam doesn't remember what it is because, of course, he fucking does it because he remembers shit like that about their own lives. I thought yeah, that was really I, funny. Yeah, I had to fill out like an application that asked for my like GED score. Yeah, uh, not the GED. I did not get a GED. Uh, GRE is the word I meant to say, and I was like, um, let me check my email. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. No. Literally. Um, also, apparently, also Sam says, got it at 174. So, good job, King. Good job. Um, good job, buddy. He's smart. They also, she also says he's very private. It's like Salinger, which is funny. <laughs> and uh, they show off their tattoos, and she shows off hers. Hers is. Uh, it requires her to lift her skirt. Yeah. In the back. I assume it's on her like upper thigh, if not her ass. Yeah. yeah. Dean. Dean makes like a face. Yeah, he's, he's allowed to. A woman just like flashed her ass at him. He's allowed to it's be true. aroused. I don't it's, like it. Yeah. I think it's dumb. It was a stupid joke. It was a stupid joke. I do like her acting is cute, or she's all like out of yeah, breath. Yeah, she's very giggly she's like, cool. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's a genius, so don't she's piss him sweet. off. I love her. I don't know if I'd like want to hang out with uh-huh. her, but I would like to like probably follow her on Tumblr, just for like just the for gift her, sets. her takes and gift sets. Yeah, I think she writes but like hundred thousand like, words on fucking ice. I what? think she writes 100,000 word fanfic. Oh, yeah. It's not good, but it's really long. 
stop projecting, Emma. Ours is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like three times as long, so it's fine. Um, and then we see Chuck. Yeah. Uh, Chuck. I've been trying to figure out what those comic books are that are on his desk. The Supernatural Wiki trivia section continues to fail me for all the little minutia that I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like uh like epic fantasy comics like poorly clothed women on the cover etc. Uh he is into schlock is the point. He has like black and white like open like I don't know if they're zines or if they're like single issue like comics or what but it's it's kind of interesting. I don't For a second I thought he was like wait is he doing a supernatural comic is this a reference to the fact that like I don't know if the supernatural comics have started coming out at this point probably not but like I don't know. I wasn't sure what was going on there, but I think those are just things he's reading. Mm -hmm. um, so then while Chuck writes this scene, he becomes a narrator over the scene of the yeah. boys doing the same thing, which slaps. It's good, yeah. Mm, it's it's so very good. Alan Wake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Stephen King thing. Uh, it's, a, it's, um, it's a remedy game that is deliberately in the style of Stephen King and is like a love letter um, to uh, his work, etc., um that was close there's enough. a there's there's some stuff about stephen king that i was also going to say but it would be major spoilers for uh one of his works so i'm not gonna do that okay okay there if is you know, a bit you know. right in this scene um where he sh he shows up and sorry they show up and he tells them to get a life which is funny um yeah and dean says we have a life you've been using it to write your books um and they like barge in and he's scared that this is a misery thing which is a stephen yeah. king thing yes um, I hated Misery. I just don't like Stephen King writing. That was, I think, the first one I read of his, and I hated it so mm. much. That's it just fair. made me uncomfortable. I love having never read Stephen King. It's a, it's I feel like it gives me a unique novel, unique perspective on society. <laughs> like fair it's enough. not bad. I think like it's interesting. It's just not for me and i don't like the yeah that's fair i don't like the self-insert from like stephen king types Ooh, i'm so important and special everybody wants yeah. to kidnap me <laughs> what if somebody loved my book so much they wanted to kill me like no king i want to kill you for different reasons <laughs> mm -hmm. to be fair to like him and also to this idea of like authors sort of Losing it a little at their fans, like human beings were not meant to be in. Yeah, such no. Parasocial relationships like, are like relationships are unbalanced and will break your brain. like there's something to the idea of misery that I don't mind. I think has interesting like narrative merit, but I don't like Stephen King's writing. Like for example, yeah. the assault metaphor that is like twice, uh, like bookending the story. Like I don't like it. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't like Misery as a book, but I like that Chuck references it here. Despite saying I wouldn't do it, I've been trying to find this comic cover in the background, <laughs> and I I cannot. Is it Books of Lore? I think so. Books of Lore. Yep, I found it immediately. Oh my god! It's Books of Lore Storyteller. Emma. Damn. You're so fucking. Damn. Smart. Emma's a Google genius. Emma Emma is a Google genius. Okay, never mind. Yeah. We found it. It's Books of Lore. He's reading Books of Lore. Why does she have no rib cage? Where are her intestines? Don't you know, Emma? Fantasy women don't yeah, eat it's shit. True. <laughs> or eat or breathe. Nope. This is a 2003 comic book, uh, by uh. Kevin Tucker. Kevin, thank you. <laughs> 
Peregrine and Entertainment. I don't know. You can find the whole set, shit about three, three book set for $10, which is not bad. Wow. Anyway. I mean, it's probably not very good, but. Anyway, mystery solved. Moving on. Yeah. Um, I love when Chuck stands next to Sam and Dean because he looks like such a manly. He's such a little guy. He has he's the same, just a little guy. Um, it's just, he's just a little birthday guy. He has the same little guy energy of. Um... Andy. Andy, thank you. Thank you. And the I'm funny sorry, thing Andy, is I Rob Benedict is 5'8". Like, he's taller than yeah, me, he's and not he still that, has he's just that, short energy yeah. next to them. Well, that's because he has, like, a constant hunch going on. He is, also. like, making himself smaller like, as part of his physicality, but it's yeah, also just he, he's standing next to giant guys. Which is why he has a very similar, phys- like, just a little guy energy as uh, Andy in terms of, like, hunch, like, hands in his pockets. Please don't Please hurt don't me. Hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Please no step. <laughs> His life seems miserable, I'll he say. He says pleading emoji out loud. Um, he's, there's also a bit, um, just really quickly, where he's, he says, like, this is some kind of joke, right? Did Phil put you up to this? Which I'm assuming is a shout-out to Phil Screecia. Yeah, it's Phil Screecia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, gets a drink and turns around and sees them that's still there. He goes, oh, you're not a hallucination. Yep. They're like... Poor Chuck. He's fucking miserable. Yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, he, he has a, like, well, obviously I'm like the God who's created you, which is like part of what I was saying, like the long line of reference to like authors as gods, like authors as gods over their characters. So like, of course that's the first thing he jumps to. Uh, but of course also the boys are like, no way, dude. Like you, you're, it's probably that you're psychic. Um, cause we've, and he's like psychic. What does he say? It's, it's, he says something funny about psychic powers. Um, he says, if I was psychic, I wouldn't be a writer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Writing's Writing hard. is hard. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I killed your father. I burned your mother alive. And after that, you had to go through that whole horrific deal again with Jessica. And for what? All for the sake of literary symmetry. I told you with your lives, your emotions for entertainment. So fucking good. So good. Which is, um, I have, I have promised myself and you, the, our, our intrepid listeners, uh, that I will read Animal Man between now and the next time we talk about Chuck again. Um, they got the omnibuses. Let's see how long does he have, Emma? Um, yeah, how long I'll do I check have? Check the Chuck. I didn't want to. I didn't want to Google it in case I saw something. I will check his next appearance. Yeah, you cannot Google him. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, please don't Google him. Um, where does it say his There's appearances? There's so much more beyond what you already know. That is something. It's fine. Oh yeah, he also says, I'm so sorry. I mean, horror is one thing, but to be forced to live bad writing, if I would have known it was real, I would have done another pass. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Which is very funny. Yeah, he references bugs and ghost ship here, which I still think ghost ship was a good episode. I disagree with what this what show- What called ghost Well, yeah, ship? sorry, Red Sky at Morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I think, like, I still think yeah, that was a good that episode. episode. Wait, that was a good episode. I liked it. Um, it was fun. Yeah. I don't next, know why- Next like, time it, we it, see for... Chuck, I think, is Lucifer Rising. Okay. Oh, so I only have like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get reading. All right. Boys. I guess I, I've I've been spending too much money on comics. I just bought all of Gotham Academy. I guess I'm spending more money on comics. Um, it's fine. Podcasting is an expensive hobby. I mean, I just do. I just like reading comics. <laughs> yeah, being a comics fan is an even more expensive yeah. hobby. Being a comics fan that likes to have big, pretty books, also. Mm-hmm. Um. Apparently the paper quality is worse in the second edition uh, or the second volume of Animal Man, which is deeply annoying to me, but whatever. Uh, 
Yeah, Ghost Ship is a good episode. I don't know why it has like the reputation for being bad. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, Bugs, however, is a bad episode. It is misogyny. It's true. Um, I mean, I think the ghost ship part of it is dumb, to be fair. But all the like fancy, like rich people party stuff. Okay, we can't. We talked about this already. Um, <laughs> go listen to our ghost ship episode. However, yeah, Bugs is. But we know we know Bugs is bad. Bugs is um, really bad. God, I can't, Chuck. I can't believe you wrote fucking Family Matters or what? No, no, that's not what it's called. What's what's it called? Family. Family remains. Family, Family remains. remains. Yeah, can't believe you wrote that shit. I know you dreamed it or whatever. Yeah, he has like no filter. He's just like, oh, I had this weird yeah. dream. Let me immediately write it down and just edit yep. it so that the characters are more sympathetic. Well, he has a. He has a. He has a. Okay. Uh, wait, we we did this in office already. What am I talking about? He is a prophet of the Lord, which is to say, you know, he's sort of compelled to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, they ask him what he's working on right now, and it turns out he's writing this episode. Uh, he says it's very Vonnegut, and then Dean like leans forward and says, "Slaughterhouse Five Vonnegut or Cat's Gradle Vonnegut," which made me lose my mind. I am I am full full Dean girl at this point, <laughs> and Sam's like the Dean girl to Cat's girl pipeline. Sam's like so what? True. And Dean goes, what? Like, defensively, like, I read books, which is long line of Dean, uh, like, wanting, like, not liking people thinking he's dumb. He, he, could, he likes to read. Dean being a Vonnegut fan makes perfect sense to me. Um, not in terms of, like, oh, Dean's dumb, so he'd like Vonnegut. But just, like, Vonnegut has a really, um, like, clear and direct style. Like, as far as, like, literary adjacent authors go, he is, like, um... He writes in a very conversational tone that I feel like Dean would enjoy. This is like deep headcanon. He, what do you mean? He says it right here. Like, no, Dean... no, no, I'm not saying in terms of like, oh, you made that up. I'm saying like, this is this is intense character analysis. This is yeah, why he would there. like this author that he says he likes. Yeah. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think it's funny. I just like it makes it as far as like jokes about like, oh, this character that we think is that you, the audience, is supposed to think is dumb and doesn't read books. Like the joke is that he likes this author. But like that particular pick makes sense to me for Dean. Yeah. Also, like, so you know, hilarious. he likes science fiction movies. Of course he would like Slaughterhouse Five. It's a good science fiction novel. I literally only know about Slaughterhouse Five because of a presentation someone did in a communications class when I was in college. Fair enough. It's it's a good book. It's very it sad. It sounded good. I I want to read it, but I don't. You know me. I don't read anymore. That's sad, Ash. You should read more. I don't have the attention span nor the time. I have too many hobbies. Yeah, that's fair. Um. God, we're gonna be talking about this episode for fucking years. Um. Anyway, Chuck says, "Uh, it's uh Kilgore Trout Vonnegut." For for those who don't know, uh, there's a re recurring character in Vonnegut's books called Kilgore Trout, who is like a pulp author who is frequently an author insert character for him. Not always necessarily. Sometimes he's a reference to like other authors. There's some like Philip K. Dick stuff. We don't have time to talk about it, but um, yeah, it's it's. It's it's we're doing this again. We're doing author insert confronted by characters. We talked about this already. Blah 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 blah. Um, they take the manuscript and read it, and we talked about this already. I think it's hysterical that we get to see what Chuck's writing is like, and it's bad. Yep. <laughs> Sam tosses darks. gigantic darks into the machine. <sighs> That's hysterical. Sam turned his back on Dean. His face brooding and pensive. 
And Dean says, I mean, I don't know how he's doing it, but this guy's doing it. I can't see your face, but those are definitely your brooding and pensive shoulders, which is very cute. It's so funny. Uh-huh. And that this is when Sam, like, just sighs, and Dean goes, you just thought I was a dick. And Sam goes, "Yeah, this guy's good. This guy's good. <laughs> Meaning he did, in fact, think that. It's cute. It's yep. really cute. Yeah. That's a good little boys moment. I mean, are getting less of those these days. Give back mm -hmm. boys moments. Give back boys moments. Um, and then Chuck has his vision. Um, so Lilith is a grown woman now, mm -hmm. and the first time we see her is uh, I this is now what you were talking about of me being like, so is so is Lilith always a, a little girl? Like, no, the answer is no, she's not. Only when she wants to be. Lilith is, Lilith is a little fucked up, I think. A little 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 bit of the Joker going on. <laughs> <laughs> the Jokerification of Lilith. I think Lilith has always been Jokerified. To to pretend to be a weird little girl, enforcing people to do horrible things. Yeah, I now see why you all said the things that you said about Lilith and her psychology in that in when we talked about this uh, back when Lilith was yeah. torturing people. Yeah, I guess we can talk about that more a little bit later when we actually get the scene between them. Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck's I. <laughs> This is dumb. This is like just episode, like they have to do it. So there's some mystery about what's going to happen. Uh, they got to keep things up in the air. So uh, there's leeway for the episode to still have drama. Um, but like, as we've seen before, Chuck's manuscripts have been quite um, thorough in terms of what they're describing. But this is very vague, like unable to deny his desire. He writes, that's not true. That's not why Sam's doing this. He tries to kill her. Well, he's he's an unreliable narrator, which I think he's allowed to do. I guess that's true. Yeah, his I guess his desire to kill her. You know what? You're right. It does say succumbed, and they sank into the throes of fiery demonic passion. Which again, I guess fiery demonic passion can be trying to kill each other. You know what? I guess you're right. I'm like turning around on this in the most like sure, all right, sort of reading kind of way. <laughs> no, yeah, it's dumb as hell. They clearly didn't do another thing. Also, yeah, also Sam's like, I mean, come on, fiery demonic passion, and Chuck says, it's just a first draft. It's true. Most books are really bad for a long time. It's hard to write good <laughs> sentences. Writing is hard. If you, if you do, if you do writing, hard. let yourself do bad writing, because you can fix it later. Just write the fucking story. That's my, that's my advice. Read the essay called this Shitty is, Yeah, exactly. This so is true. my advice to you as a creative writing major. Your work is going to be bad until, like, draft number 10. Just accept that, and that's how you write words. You have little nuggets where, like, the cosmos flow through you, and you're like, oh my god. And then you keep yeah. that. But then 10 drafts later, your editor is like, actually, this sucks ass. And you think about it a little bit more and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but sometimes there are little great nuggets that just carry through. So, yeah. It's okay. Not all of them are great nuggets. Give yourself permission to Some suck. It's fine. Kill your, kill your nuggets, as they say. <laughs> kill your nuggets. <laughs> I wish we Eat named our episodes ketchup. the way um, Busty Asian Beauties does, because that would be a great episode <laughs> title. <laughs> um... Anyway, we get a bunch of, like, shit that is fun as far as what the rest of the construction of this episode is going to be because we learn a bunch of things that are going to happen but don't have the context for how or why and neither do the boys. And so they spend silly, a lot of this like, episode. Why don't they just read the whole manuscript? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but it's fun, so I'll it's allow fun. it. Uh, exactly. Like, sure. Mm -hmm. they, can, they don't have time to sit there and read a whole book. They've got things yeah. to do that are in the book. Um, so yeah, we learned about a minivan accident, pink flower band-aids, 
uh, the Impala's window being uh, smashed, um, and the, what is it, the Motel Red? Yeah. 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 Um, they immediately try to leave town, and it's like Grand Theft Auto over here, the bridge is out, they can't leave. <laughs> um, the way they, like, slowly, more and more, are, are like, have the story enforced on them episode, uh, mm, man, I'm starting to break down, have the story enforced on them in this episode, is an interesting realm of, like, existential horror that... Um, it doesn't fully lean into, but it definitely could have, and I'm curious if they'll do more with this later. <laughs> um, it's good. I like it. Uh, it's Love frightening. when the story is inescapable and the tragedy yeah. is unavoidable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Girlies, when the story enacts itself upon you. So yeah, they can't leave town. Um, they, uh, they, <laughs> it says Dean had a bacon cheeseburger. He's like, okay, fine. I'll get the veggie tofu burger. Um, and then, of course, he is accidentally given the bacon cheeseburger. He's like, tofu's delicious. And then it gets taken away from him. <laughs> He's very sad. Mm -hmm. uh, it also says that they're going to have a fight. And so they do their best to avoid having oh, a fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is great because it means that it's they turn really into I feel statements. I'm so proud yep. of them. They're trying it's, so hard. Dean, like, really starts good. to get angry. And he, he, like, takes a deep breath. And he goes, it frustrates me when you say such reckless things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They should be really they cute. should be told that they're going to have fights more often, so they do shit like this and try to actually talk about their feelings. Out of spite. Out of spite. It was out of, it was as a way to spite fate. Yep. The best way to do anything. Oh, also spite. this yep. I don't know, restaurant, diner, wherever they are, is called Kirby's Hollow. Oh, I missed that. It says I missed it on that. the menu. Oh, I missed that. That's great. Incredible. Um, also fuck this waitress. Accidentally giving someone who ordered tofu yeah, yeah. veggie burger a bacon cheeseburger like you could have killed somebody yeah mm -hmm. it's true be more careful anyway they go to this quote-unquote like hooker motel we see like a uh man like walking with a woman who is supposed to be a sex worker outside of it um it has like goofy decorations as uh, the motels in the show often has. But as they go inside and you're like, oh, this isn't Motel Red, the Toreador sign flickers out and it says red, which is fucking stupid. And I love it. It's so funny. Oh, I wanted to say when we were at the bridge, um, I did not check SBN locations, but. Whenever I see a bridge in Supernatural, I'm like, like the finale? So I'm choosing oh. to believe that this is the same bridge set, um, just for, like, the circular narrative. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, my God. It is literally inescapable, guys. The bridge I is can, out. I you can... cannot get out of here. Yep. There's something about not being able to escape town. I don't know. It's, it's uh, interesting to me. There's The bridge is not an SBN location, so I could not tell you where this bridge is. Okay. I could I could scour the greater Vancouver metropolitan area for this bridge, <laughs> but I will not do that. That's okay, thank you. <laughs> um, then Dean tells Sam to just stay, hold up here, right? He goes, behave yourself, would you? No homework, watch some porn. He thinks he's so funny. Yeah. Um, then Sam and Chuck have their conversation. Well, actually, then Dean gets hit by a car, but then Sam yes. gets, has this conversation um, about the demon blood not being in the books. Uh, Chuck says, you've got to know that's wrong. And Sam says he can't stop. Yeah. Again, the addiction coding of the demon blood thing. Yep. 
and oh this this part drives me crazy because sam says if it helps me kill lilith and stop yep. the apocalypse and chuck says i thought that was dean's that job was dean's that's what the angels say and sam says dean's not dean lately chuck says so you got to carry the weight since he's looked out for me my whole life i can't return the favor <sighs> yeah sure you can i mean if that's what this is what else could it be i don't know maybe the demon blood makes you feel stronger more in control no that's sam not is true like, um teary-eyed this whole conversation yeah he, he hates this <laughs> i like this scene a lot it's like it's good this is very good like character confronting author like chuck understands things about sam that like sam refuses to confront within himself yeah. um chuck is his therapist in this scene i guess um uh, and Sam says, sorry, Chuck says, I know it's a terrible burden feeling that it all rests on your shoulders. And Sam says, does it all does rest it? on my shoulders? He says, that seems that to be, seems where, to the be where the story's headed. headed. Ugh, protagonist problems. Am I strong enough to stop Lilith? I don't know. I haven't seen that far yet. Dean gets the pink band-aids because uh, the gr the woman who hit him has a little girl who's in a doctor phase. And so gave him a bunch of useless band-aids on his face. It's, it's very so cute. cute. Very Dirk Gently coded of him. Mm. And then some people tried to steal the Impala, so its back window is smashed out. Rip to the Impala. Poor baby. Rip. Uh, they go confront Chuck. Um, Chuck, like, comes home. Ch Chuck has, like, a whole bunch of alcohol. This man is miserable. This man's writing process is he drinks a lot, gets a horrible headache, falls asleep, and hallucinates. Or, or like, sees the future, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, Dean he confronts says, him. Don't yell at He's, me. Please don't He's yell at me. Just a little He's just guy. a little guy. He is just I don't know how guy. I know. I just do. It's like, how the hell are you doing this? And then Castiel appears. Yes. Yeah, my baby. This man is to be protected. He says, he it's an honor to meet you, Chuck. I admire your yep. work. I which, love him. Which, which, which we will have to talk about later, but also in this part. Like, it's no. so Did cute. Did Castiel Cass read these like, yeah, books? I read your Supernatural books. I think your description of Dean's muscles is so good. <laughs> it's insane it's insane dean calls him a penthouse forum writer which is a which is a porn magazine and chuck is like well i wasn't gonna tell you that i think i'm a prophet that would be so douchey yeah um this is where Cass says he's a mouthpiece for the word of god yeah the oh, word yeah. of god oh i missed this line he says dean says him really and Cass says you should have seen luke um, I that was good. I like mm -hmm. that. That was a funny. <laughs> it's very funny. I guess. I just don't like New Testament you references like... in my supernatural, but that's valid. That's fair. That's valid. That's fair. I find I as a as a lapsed Christian, I always think it's funny when like these um like, Yeah, I like making fun of, of Christianity, so like it's fine. On... <laughs> like not even making fun, but like these were real people and like yeah. are considered are basically mythological at this point, and it's always fun when you see like an angel, like an angel, be like, "Yeah, I met the guy," uh, and like say such and such thing about them. Uh, oh, is, so I think it's fun. He's so old and cute. Also, also, Castiel's making a joke here, which is cute. Yeah. Uh huh. Cast making jokes, my beloved. Um. The one day these books will be known as the Winchester Gospel. Sure is like a punt into the future. That like I don't know. Maybe they will, but. That has big, like, one day the world will know about all this energy, and I know how the show ends. I know that the status quo remains in place forever. Like... Hmm, I guess something threw off the plans. What could that be? Hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. 
uh, anyway, prophets are important. Also, it could be just like known amongst hunters the way they have the real revelations. I guess that's true. That's just more boring to me. I yeah. want the status quo to get shaken up in my media. In Supernatural? I know I'm not going to get it from the show. <laughs> This is like, it's very funny that, like, I'm here watching the show because this is the least Wyatt show imaginable. <laughs> like, it I'm really enjoying is. it very much, but this is not what I go to media for. The media came That's to you. podcast about it. Yes. Uh, so Dean shows up to Sam and is like, we're getting out of here. Chuck is a prophet. And Sam goes, okay. <laughs> oh, small note. Um, I like the buttons on Sam's shirt. In this episode, he's got like <laughs> okay. little triangular buttons or uh, little uh, diamond shaped buttons. I don't know. It's a nice shirt. We've it made fun nice of shirt. Sam. I don't like him on, Sam. I don't like it on Sam. I think I would pull it off better, but it is a That's nice fair. shirt. <laughs> was, we've made fun of Sam for his bad shirts in the past. I think it's a good shirt and I wanted to compliment him on it. That's all. Yeah. Good job, Sam. Dean <laughs> uh, refers to himself and Cass as a we. Or I guess himself and the angels, but still. Yeah. Um, he says, Cass told me. He says, what else did he tell you? And Dean says, nothing I don't already know. You've, you're getting stronger. We don't know why and we don't know how. Uh-huh. And then he goes out because um, Sam won't come with him. Yeah. I, I do want to say Castiel also says, what the prophet has written can't be unwritten as he has seen it, so it shall come to pass, which is Flaps. more mm-hmm. interesting determinism stuff. Yeah. Cass um, parroting the company line yeah mm-hmm. so then dean goes out to pray next to the vending machine at a motel it's so good i love the aesthetics of this yeah. show when they're good yeah uh, also i think this is the first time dean prays i think yeah. so he says yeah. he nuts. says please i need some help Brr. i'm praying okay come on please and Cass shows up and goes prayer is a sign prayer of faith a sign this of is faith. a good thing dean Cass says I'm sorry again. He says I'm sorry a lot. Dean's life sucks right now. Yeah. And Cass is the one who like brought him back to it. Yeah. Granted, hell sucked yeah. too, but... Zachariah disagrees with you, Ash. Dean's life is great. <laughs> well, it's not so much that it's great. It's more that it's yeah, super no, important, and he's lucky to be part yeah. of it. I'll tell Zachariah what he can do, <laughs> but I won't because there are delicate ears <laughs> listening. Uh, and so this is where Dean goes on strike. Cass is like, I can't help you. It's not within my power. Um, and Dean says, if you don't help me now, then when the time comes and you need me, don't bother knocking. And, like, walks past him. So we break the 180 rule here because Dean yeah. walks past him. So now the scene is reversed, um, the blocking. And he says, Dean, twice, it, yeah, It reverses in a moment of reversal as well because we zoom yeah. in close on his face as, like, the realization hits him that he can do something. Yeah. I love my little loophole angel. Uh-huh. He's like, just so you know why I can't help. Just so you understand. It's so good. It's so good. I love him. I love him. I love him. He's his little he's face. overacting here. He's like being extra serious to show that like there's something up. He does like a little squint and mm-hmm. like a shake of his head as if to be like, I'm I'm Pay attention to the fact that I'm saying things here. Slow nod. Like, there's a bit where we cut back to Dean, who, like, slowly turns and also narrows his eyes and starts to pick up on this. Uh Uh-huh. And towards the end, Cass, like, glances upwards. Yeah. Yeah, the the way he glances up is really good. He says, just so you know why I can't help. 
Yeah, he's like just you know I'm, like I didn't say anything wrong. He's so yeah, he, good. Castiel almost smiles a couple times. There's some very good like micro expression <sighs> stuff going on here. Cass's smile. <laughs> and then he's like, "Why I can't help?" And then he looks off behind him. Mm-hmm. And, and then he meets says, Dean's thanks. eyes again. He says, "Thanks, Cass," and Cass says, "Good luck." Which ooh, yeah. ooh. it's really good. It's it's a lot of fun. So Dean goes to grab Chuck. Okay. I said this in the chat, but I'm a huge fan of like the like quote unquote like lawful paladin esque character who like knows like is compelled to or like knows that he has to for his own like moral sake to like continue to fall in line with like the laws that he believes in, but also knows that his friends don't fully go along with that and are going to do good even if it's outside of what he thinks is the best way and so like hit, gently hints hints nudge nudges them and like listen i'm just gonna look the other way i know you're gonna go do a good thing even though i'm not supposed to think it's good so i'm just going to ignore it sure <laughs> I'm just would gonna be awful if that... somebody summoned an archangel yeah 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 <laughs> it's very good man i hope obeying the that. letter of the law but not the uh not the um the yeah in order to uh, help someone who's obeying the spirit of the law, but not the letter of it. It's, it's great. Uh-huh. I, I think Cass should play tabletop games with <laughs> and he should play a uh-huh. I think Cass should play Monopoly. I also think Cass should play Monopoly. What a coincidence. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, anyway, so he goes Dean, to get goes, Chuck. Dean goes to get Chuck. And tells He's him. He's like, why are you here? I didn't write this. This is funny. Dean's like, we're going off script, bitch. Not in this episode. He says, I'm just a writer. And Dean says, this isn't a story anymore. This is real and you're in it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean, <laughs> Dean fails at convincing him and he goes, okay, how about this? I've got a gun in my pocket. If you don't come with me, I'll blow your brains out. He says, I thought you said I was protected by an archangel. And he says, interesting, interesting exercise. exercise. Let's see who the quicker draw is. Which works because he it's comes. So it's good. really funny. Okay. So Lilith and Sam have their hang out yep um lilith is a big l to me as far as like the writing of the show's show goes and as a villain like they fumbled her really bad in my opinion elaborate oh yeah well we see her only a few times and it's for her to be like a scary little girl who is mostly here to be like oh isn't it weird and fucked up that this little girl is doing horrible things and then most of what she's actually doing is, like, off in the background and is built up through other people mentioning her, which can work as a villain. But in order to do that by building up a villain by, like, mentioning them offhand, when they do eventually show up, uh, they need to have, like, some amount of gravitas behind them. And, like, the first time we see Lilith in, like, a, um like, adult woman's body in a way that we can, like actually uh i guess respect her as a villain instead of just being like oh who's the scary little girl isn't that fucked up is like she's here to seduce sam as like oh that's all a female villain is allowed to be and also she's scared and is like oh i'm not gonna make it like it's not it's it's fucking boring it's like oh yeah the seductress like female villain who like fails and dies for presumably the the masculine i assume lucifer's a man 
um, and that probably he is going to have something to do with her death. That just is like this type of story. I can see where this is going. It sucks. Like this is this is old ground that is being retreaded. That like is misogynistic and shitty and boring. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if what I said is fully true, but I certainly feel like it's going to be. Well, as someone who does know things that happen in the future, I thought this was like. Like, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, but I also have, like, the benefit of knowing something that she knows that you don't. Um, sure. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I get it now. So that was fun. But yeah, the yeah, I, sucks. I, the villain who is, like, willing to make a deal because, like, they are not going to make it or, like, they want something better for themselves outside of the master plan. I think that's interesting, but, like, the way it's deployed in this is not, uh, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's she deserves uh, the better. stakes being like, oh, Sam and Lilith are gonna fuck is thoroughly uninteresting to me. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's weird and yeah. just misogynistic yeah. and just weird. Well, and also, also again, we've only seen her as a little girl, and then she comes back and like is a seductress yeah. now. Like, why? Yeah, it's it's really uncomfortable. And you know she's evil because instead of wearing the supernatural white dress, she's wearing yeah, she's wearing a black, black dress, like Ooh. revealing cleavage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's this horrible line she says, or it's like the dental hygienist in here wants it oh, bad. Oh, so like, bad! What the so fuck bad. is that? So bad! Like, you don't if you're gonna like have a scene with like seduction by someone who's wearing a vessel, then like you either have to like ignore it or you have to lean into it and they leaned into it but not in a way like that it doesn't make it better (laughs) like i don't think that we want to believe her that like she actually is consenting to this because we we only have lilith's word that she's consenting and like it's so bad it's so bad yeah don't like it anyway and sam tries to kill her and uh that doesn't work and (laughs) he's gonna get cringe fails and then yeah it's right yeah um he's strong enough to beat alistair he's not strong enough to beat lilith um he tries to he also like tries to do a psychic shit to her and yeah, like her it, hair blows it's really funny yeah, her, her hair blows and fun, she doesn't yeah, make so, a face um, at all she's like whatever. yeah um i do like that neither of them can affect the other that's kind of interesting like their their powers sort of equal each other out and neither can hurt the other which is like part of what allows them to quote-unquote negotiate but Again, th- this is all stuff that could be interesting, but is, like, not <laughs> because of how it's framed and written. Yeah. Um, she does have a cool line somewhere. Um, here we go. Okay, so if she offers, like, I want your head and Dean's head on a stick. Um, self-sacrifice is the Winchester, is the Winchester way, isn't way. it? Ouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also says fucking, before I had angels deal, I, I want to go back to the way it was, before I had angels to deal with 24-7. The good old days when it was all baby blood all the time. Yeah, bad. Rolling my eyes. Boring. Yeah, they're demons, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. Yeah. Um, She says, I make a deal I have to follow through. There are Those are the <laughs> rules, and you know it. I I'm, do like Sorry, the... I just... <laughs> no, go on. I just had a callback joke to make. Okay, I like the um, nod towards the existence of, like, some metaphysical rules that for some reason demons have to follow. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense, so it interests me. Like, whose rules are those? There's, like, like, the law of gravity? (laughs) Like, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. 
Like, I wish we got more into that, but we never will. Me too. I like inherently, uh, like, antagonistic creatures that are bound to their words. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it is fun. Uh, remind me to run Fellowship for you, Ash. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, I, my, like, joke that the, the timing is lost, and that's a real one of comedy, but is fine, is I don't think that this is what Le Guin meant about the banality of evil. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're rolling our eyes at baby blood. Um, uh, then yeah, this... <laughs> Sam, Sam says, you think I'm like you, I'm nothing like you, um, which I just reminded me of the way Cass says that to Anna. Fascinating mm, parallel. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't expect those that mm, pairing. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> like we said earlier, the, the fucking, uh, Azazel, uh, John, like, deal situation yeah. is becoming more and more ridiculous the more horny this show gets about demons. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like. Because, like. I think Lilith is supposed to be more powerful than Yellow Eyes, so, like, they probably didn't have to have sex. Also, Lilith could just be lying about, like, oh, you have to have sex to seal yeah, deal with me. for sure. Um, it's still very funny, though. See, my thing is, is I know what Azazel was. I know what level of demon he was. And I don't know if I can remember what level of demon Lilith and Alistair are, and I can't remember if they're above or below. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just thinking about the heterosexual lens of the show and being like, okay, so what if I what if I imagine this of like what uh, the reason why they have to kiss is because in order to seal a demon deal, you need a display of like passion and or bonding with the demon. It's like, okay, the like masculine feminine like interaction in that way is, of course, like kissing and sex i guess but in the heterosexual lens of the show what's the masculine masculine lens i'm just thinking like oh they watch the azazel 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 invites john to a ball game yeah yeah they're like don't you just hate your kids yeah <laughs> it's insane okay actually i'm going to lilith's wikipedia page and i'm gonna find out i'm gonna find out about the John and Azazel playing Smash Bros together. <laughs> Beer pong. Beer pong. Oh my gosh. They went to a strip club together, like Dean and Nick. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's fucking stupid. That's all. It's not even Star worth talking shit. about more than that. Uh, Dean and Chuck show up at this point. <laughs> Chuck goes, I am the prophet Chuck! Lilith goes, you've gotta be joking. Um, and then, yeah, the room starts trembling, light pours in through the window, all the, like, props in the room start falling over. It's great. Again, as Emma said, love angel cosmic horror shit. Yes! Uh-huh. Like, an archangel showing up is like a fucking nuclear strike. And so Lilith books it. Also, uh, um compares to the rest of the show where they, like, it's always the best when you can't actually see it. Um, like when an archangel is coming, it's like scary, spooky, shaking, static, whatever. And then like when they show up, it's just a guy in a suit, you know, mm -hmm. supernatural angels, handshake hellhounds. Yeah. Um, so I have done some research. Yes. Azazel and Lilith are the same tier. Oh my God. That. John oh Azazel is real. <laughs> Alistair 
is not that same tier of yeah. demon, even though he and Lilith have the same type of eyes. Oh boy. It's interesting. So um so Yeah, that's a lot to think about. Uh Azazel popped John's <laughs> cherry. Why would he uh, he has kids? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, do you think, do you think do you think Mary ever pegged him? Yeah, that was gonna be my uh, my comment. Do you think John would let Mary peg no, him? No, never. I guess we'll find out in the prequel. Yeah, yeah. Dark. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, my real problem with this Archangel scene is that there's no reason for Dean to warn Lilith. You've got 10 seconds before you die. Like, you wanted to kill her. That's Why would true. you tell her to leave? Maybe they don't want the Archangel Ooh. to show up because that's going to be too, like, fucking messy to deal with. Or maybe they'll get caught up in the blast, too. Mm. Yeah, I figured they'd probably get incinerated. Well, they like, were about to make like... a deal to kill themselves anyway, while Sam was. Or yeah. I guess he wasn't because he tried to kill her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, I also don't think Castiel would have liked it very much if they had actually called the Archangel. Like, it seemed like the plan was always to, like, use Bluff it really to... really hard. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, okay. Uh, in the denouement, they, like, have talked about this afterwards. They're, like, driving off together. Um, Sam's told Dean about the deal. Uh, and Dean's like, you didn't think once about taking it? Dean, Mr. Self-Sacrifice... Um, yeah, he's like, you could have like, killed both of us, it's fine. Yeah. Sam says, she would have found some way to weasel out of it, and that. Dean's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, we learned that uh, Lilith is scared. According to Sam, yeah. He's like, yeah, she should be, because I'm going to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. It's it's very jarking Joris's. Yeah. Um, I like that Sam at least tried to do the devil's trap thing. He hid it under the carpet this time. That's a new one. I haven't seen that before, I don't think. I think we might have, but it's okay. Okay. Well, I don't remember it, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it happens later and I just remember it. I have no idea. It's hard to do the reveal because they're standing on the carpet. So, like, I think they maybe only do it because she can pull back the carpet and notice it. Because, yeah, like, once she's standing on it, you can't, like, well, sure, it's whatever. Um... You can't like pull it up because it's that's like there's no way to do that in a way that's cool. Whereas like looking up and seeing it you on the ceiling, you could flip the corner of the carpet. Yeah, back, but that's I not guess. really cool or dramatic. <laughs> no, she could burn it the way Ruby burned sure. the map. Yes, that would be pretty cool. That would be cool. That was that was cool. That was a cool effect. Um. Okay. Anyway, Zachariah and Chuck. Uh, this scene is good. Yeah. So my note here is that like we only see half of Zach's face. Because the other half of his in shadow, which is a pretty cool lighting, I was gonna say trick. I don't know technique. Yeah, Zachariah can. It looks good. To be fucking ominous. Yes, he is incredibly ominous. I love Zachariah. It's so cool. It's so good. Um, the the, the like threat we'd only bring you back to life. Yeah. Like resurrection as a dramatic. kind of prison. Like he can't yeah. get out of being. He's, this is the prophet. Not even death will save Which is interesting paralleled to the scene between Zechariah and Dean in the previous episode of, like, they uh -huh. are both trapped by destiny. By the story! Yeah. Chuck, like, even the author is trapped by the story because he needs to tell it for it to happen. It's, like, yes. a weird, um... It's not a bootstrap paradox, but it is, like, um... It is a, like, chicken or egg scenario in a weird, like, the chicken and the egg exist simultaneously. 
or the chicken <laughs> exists to produce the egg. Schrodinger, the, the egg, egg the always, on the, the egg always would have been produced, but the chicken must produce it. Yeah, it's it's less bootstrap paradox and more like you are your own grandfather. We gotta yeah. uh, fry Futurama it's in here. Yeah, I forgot the yeah. name for it. It will all. This will always have happened, and thus you must exist for it always to have happened. Yeah. And like, even if you try mm -hmm. to change it, like we will stop it because it has to happen. <laughs> Which is like. This is the thing that I wanted to talk about, redeterminism, is determined by who? H.H. Mm. Uh, Bomber guy smashing through the fake wall gif. Determined by who? <laughs> um, yeah, who's doing, like... Who are we supposed to think is doing it? And the answer is we're supposed to believe that God is doing this whole yeah. big oh, it is. Yes, but it's like, what... <sighs> On what Unless level? you listen to Anna, in which case maybe it's not. Yeah. Someone is giving him these visions. Yeah. And it's like the the existential horror of like being trapped in a story of like the direction the show seems to be pointing in is the boys have free will, but destiny is being enforced on them. So even as they try to enact their free will, the reality itself is contorting to make them follow the path that has been written for them. And oh. like I don't I don't know if that's true, but that's the vibe I get and I'm curious to see like how it's going to go going forward. Follow like, along with us as we find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Follow along with us, you have no choice. Um mm -hmm. and if you if you okay. Marking spoilers here. Uh if you are watching along with me and what well, man, my voice is cracking. If you're watching along with me and you, it happened again and uh <laughs> you don't want uh to be spoiled about things, uh don't listen to this. But if you've seen the whole show, or if you don't give a shit about spoilers or whatever, uh listen ahead. Hello, unspoiled listener. If you would like to remain that way, please skip ahead to 248. Exactly. It's funny how that worked out. Okay, so Chuck, so, so what the fuck? So Chuck, so, so, okay, so Chuck is God. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Do the angels so, know Chuck is God. This is complicated because no. the writers of the actual show had not. Yes, yet the writers decided. don't. Right, right. The writers don't know that Chuck is God. So, like, the most likely read is that at this point Chuck is just a prophet, and then what later when he's you know decided slash revealed to be God, like that's when God possesses him, is like the easiest read to understand like continuity that's boring, wise. Though. It's it's not more interesting, boring. but like it makes the most sense. On the other hand, what if Chuck was just lying to them the whole time? <laughs> what if Chuck really was just devoted to the bit? He was like, come on, I'm just a little birthday boy, is secretly oh, God. See, <laughs> guy. the thing, the read I like, which like, again, I don't know anything. You guys know way more than me. The thing that is fun to me, or that I was thinking of while watching this, is, oh, did God put himself in the world and, like, give himself amnesia? Like, does he not, like... Is like no one knows. It's like um the old stories of like a king putting on like the guise of a peasant and walking among his subjects or whatever, and like no one knows it's the king. Like not even the servants of the king. Uh and mm -hmm. so it's like the angels not knowing this is God and like treating him like shit and like him having a miserable life. Like the 
And I like, I don't know, I have no idea what's true, but just like thinking about knowing the two things I know, which is this episode and that Chuck is God, has forged in my head probably a more interesting reading than what the show will end up saying, but I like it, so, eh. Um, yeah, this idea of like, oh, it's actually miserable to be God, to like, know everything that's going to happen, and it like, hits you like a headache, and you're like, compelled to be the arbiter of reality. Um, okay, see, that is an interesting take. It's... I think that, and again, this is like mostly working within the framework that the show itself wants you to think of like, this is not yet God. Um, yeah. But like, once we do meet him as God, it's less that the story is compelling him and more that he is choosing to, like, he is writing the story. Um, he's just mm-hmm. doing it more consciously um, than when he was yeah. a prophet. Like, as a prophet, he is forced to write the story of God's story. Um, so God is the one deciding what happens, which, which is in a way, where Chuck I, one theory comes in, yeah. like which the story, but on the other hand, like this is a television show and God is part of the story. So yes, who knows? yes. Um, and like, uh, this is sort of what I was hinting at. I was like, who's compelling this? And like, if, and like number one is, oh, or not number one, number two, like he was always God and this is just coming to him means that this is like connected to reality itself. Uh, in like a deep metaphysical, oh, uh, like, like determinism sort of way. Chuck, where it's like Ch- Chuck, who is secretly God, is getting me- visions from Julie Siege. It, yes, <laughs> or like yeah, if Julie Siege is like the material reality of the universe, like this was always have happened since the Big Bang initiated or whatever, then yes. But like with with what I said earlier, of like determined by who, I think I now like. I, I'm interested in seeing, like, Chuck being the writer of this story in the way you said, and, like, it, like he was faking it this whole time, or at this point, he's a prophet, and, like, God is a different being who is writing the story and, like, making him do it. Um, I, I like that as, again, a, um, as, as a material thing of, like, God is this powerful being that is coercing reality along the specific path, and it's, like, he can do that. But also, like, I know the boys kill him, also, which means that God is not fundamental to reality in a way that killing Chuck does not end existence, which is, I, I'm, it's probably gonna be bad, but the, the characters killing their own author is a thing I'm excited to eventually talk about. I am excited as <laughs> even, well. Even if I hate so, what it is. <laughs> it's difficult to reconcile this Chuck with post- I don't remember what the episode is called, and I feel like if I Googled it, the episode might actually be the spoiler. I know what it is. Um, I mean, assuming I, th- assuming yeah, I know which episode you mean, I know which episode. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to reconcile this version of Chuck, the, you know, hapless, like, just a little guy, with literally every other time we see mm-hmm. Chuck. Yeah, Chuck the Prophet um, is, like, a different person from Chuck the God. Um, so either he's putting it yeah. on, which is funny, or he's just, you know, isn't... Yeah, him pu- him yeah, putting it on doesn't really make yet. sense as far as the exactly. Zechariah Chuck scene, though. Right, exactly. No, so, like, I, like you said, he might have, like, induced that. So, like, he gets to play this part in his own story and the angels don't know what's him. Yeah. Which, like, is a read. I just think you need a stretch to make it happen. Um Especially considering, like, Cass and Uriel saying, like, we haven't even met the man. Anna saying that only four angels have ever seen the face of God. Um, like, it's it's hard to fit the angels into Chuck was God the whole time. Yeah. 
By the way, there's a, there's a bit where Chuck says, I swear to God, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> yes. Um, my, my thought of the difference between Chuck Prophet and Chuck God pretty much relies on late, late, late seasons uh, metaphysical reality stuff Sick. that we get to play with. Great. Can't wait till then. Um, yeah, we're going to wait. We're going to have to wait to talk about my headcanon. Um, Emma knows most of this stuff, so I could probably tell them, but yeah. It, and it's different than both of your uh, readings. Cool. So it's fun. I mean, it's similar to one of them, but so. Anyway. Yeah, and so then now we can finally talk about that bit where Chuck is like, oh, I must be a oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> Giggling at that. That's It has real, um, like, uh... So when I when I GM a tabletop game, what I do is I set a bunch of plates spinning, and some of those plates I don't ever pick up again, but some of them, once I know the direction the story's going in, I go back and look at it and be like, ooh, this plate's still spinning. I can guide this spinning plate down into the path I want it to. I can take this character who I set up as like this funny little guy and be like, wait a second, I can make him God actually. And there's uh -huh. some funny things that I made him say that like make it really good in hindsight. And this is one of those, this is one of those things for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like Julie Siege was like, what if this writer had a God complex? And Kripke yeah. was like, oh, what if this writer had a God complex? Wait, wasn't, wait, wait, is Chuck, if... did Kripke not leave the show? Is oh, Chuck going to be confirmed I mean... as God in the next season? It's complicated. There's no. something that like implies something is going on, okay. and like at the end of something, uh, Rob Benedict was told, "Hey, you're God, but you're not coming back to the show." Just by the way. <laughs> wow. But okay. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So that yeah. was a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Are, are we finished with the spoiler zone? I think so. Um. Uh, oh wait, no. I have one I have more one. thing. Um. So the episode is titled "The Monster at the End of This Book," and the last shot of the episode is on Chuck. Uh, yeah. It's so good. It's so much. Like it. It's just you know that's how the episode ended. The book is. It's good. The episode is named after like a Sesame Street book about yes. meta narratives. So like it's cute. It just happens to be like oh shit, oh shit. Yeah. Chuck's the monster. Supernatural hits, but only ever yep. accidentally. That was my last thing. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. Okay, we are out of the spoiler out, zone. Yeah, welcome back. back. I'll, I'll, I will have put in a timestamp to where you can skip ahead to if you want mm -hmm. to avoid spoilers. Um, yeah, that's that's the episode. Uh, great episode in general. I think I had I I love this meta narrative shit. We know this. We've talked about this extensively. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> And uh, it's good. Yeah, I don't have anything more to say really that I haven't already yeah. said. Do we have actor facts? Yep. Um, so the uh, comic book store owner, uh, Michael P. Northy, um, has been in a bunch of stuff. Um, specifically, is uh, may be recognized as Friar Tuck from Once Upon a Time. Um, is uh, Ivan in being erica which i don't know what that show is but he's in a bunch of those episodes um and uh he's like bit parts in a, in a bunch of other stuff but nothing worth mentioning really um and then I'll, we'll do rob benedict last um 
Oh, actually, no, wait, right. I already did Sarah Siege. That was the only other one. So never mind. Rob Benedict uh, is next, who plays uh, Chuck. Um, uh, don't don't Google him uh, <laughs> if you don't want to be spoiled about this show, because there's some stuff about him that will be discovered. Yeah. Um, is, uh, is, was his first major role was as Richard Code in Felicity, a show I know nothing about. However, it was created by J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves, so that's some big uh, pedigree. Mm -hmm. uh, Max Reeves of The Batman, uh, which is uh, a kind of a callback to last week, I guess we talked about The Batman, uh, is Jeremy Berger in Headcase. Um, and, wow, is that it? Oh, is also in Kings of Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, is in a couple episodes of, or three episodes specifically, of Lucifer as Vincent Lamech slash Dan Espinoza. Hold up. I gotta Google some shit. <laughs> I'm not caught up on Lucifer. I need to understand this yeah, right now. Yeah, what the now. hell? Hold on. I'm, I'm very pleased that I, this has uh, created this reaction in the two of you. Okay. Understandable. They I mean, I don't know how things happened, but I get Hold it Hold on. Now. What? <laughs> What? Okay, <laughs> I should not have opened this wiki tab. We're good. I'm get, I'm out of here now. They did what? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> anyway, so next week, uh, next we week. have Jump the Shark. Very excited. Um, um, that name has me going. I'm very hmm. excited. Wait, what does Jump the Shark actually mean? I'm afraid to Google it. Oh, you don't, wait. Jump the Shark is a phrase for when a TV show has done something so ridiculous that, like, that's it. Like, fucking, it's over. Well? Um, it's, a, it's a Happy Days reference. I think it's Happy Days, where a character literally jumps over a shark in a jet ski. Um, let me make sure that's well, right. Well, this episode does introduce something yeah. pretty ridiculous, yeah. but only ridiculous in the scope of four seasons, so... Sorry, it's water skis, not uh, jet But anyway, yeah, Jump the Shark, very excited for that. We get introduced to a character, yeah. Uh, and then we have the Rapture. We get introduced to another character. Yeah, yeah. a couple of characters. Oh, yeah, a couple of characters. Um, we gonna we gonna have a guest next episode? Yeah. Yes. Wanna the famous game. Announce that? Yeah. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the friend of the show, Gabe, who we have referenced multiple times, is is hopefully if everything works out, going to join join us for those episodes. Uh -huh. So uh, Emma's uh, look forward to that. Google bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's and then after that, it's the <sighs> end of season four, bitch. It's the end of season four. Yeah. Woohoo! Only oh God, uh, guys, one like... more season till the show starts to go downhill, from what I know. <laughs> yep. Don't do yep. season eight dirty like this. Season eight says okay. person who has not seen season eight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do I redacted and redacted and redacted dirty like this. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, there's. Exactly I, still, I know there's. Wait, still you good forgot stuff redacted. Oh yeah, you're five, so right. I just know. I just know the show was supposed to have ended at the. No, end you're yes, five. and um, it does go downhill. Oh hey, we're getting close to our uh, retrospective. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Only one more season. Yeah, our se post season five, uh, post mortem. Our look back with another friend of the show, Mitch, who's going to in inject some interesting personality into that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you for listening. This was a fucking big one. I don't know how big this is going to end up being after I edited it down, but oh, probably three hours. I bet you've been listening to this for three hours, and if you have, I congratulate you. 
Um, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about in these two episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tune in next time for that. Um, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you have any, uh, questions or comments to send to us, please do that at word of God at word of God cast at gmail.com or word of God until next time, uh, we're uh, we're gonna get told by an angel that we have to keep fucking making this podcast. We better uh, keep writing the, about Sam and Dean. The, it's the will of heaven to continuously talk about Sam and Dean because they're the most important special boys of all reality. It's true. They're God's little blorbos. God's little blorbos. <laughs> oh, we should have named the podcast that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we made this podcast before Blorbo became a meme. I think I yeah. think so. The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description.